What's poppin'? The Drew and Mike Show rolling into a Tuesday from the Deals in the D.com studios and presented by Hall Financial. Still a good time to buy a home. It's pre the spring and summer rush. And Hall Financial has their exclusive Buy Smart program giving you up to 2500 bucks towards your down payment. Get pre-approved same day with our five-star certified pre-approval program at Hall. Then connect you with a top realtor too. So whether you're looking to buy or refi, you need to call Hall Financial first at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And a busy week shaping up, although Brandon's out today. What's wrong with Brandon? Uh, His tummy hurts. No, he just said he was sick yesterday. He was just wiped out. I don't know why. I think it's from all that shoveling he had to do this weekend. Uh, He didn't do the Ted Williams clip. Oh, yeah. Then he had that bad drop, of course, too. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what made him ill. Well, I, th- I think maybe his illness, he just didn't push the button hard enough, and maybe only the second <laughs> half He was played. weak. <laughs> he was very weak. Maybe he's got AIDS. <laughs> I don't know. He couldn't drive here. He's definitely weak. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on him. But uh, tomorrow, what's a strange combination? Sarah Silverman is playing the Fillmore on the 11th. Yeah. Is that that's this weekend, right? That is this weekend. All right. Well, Sarah's going to join us, and then we go from Sarah to Carl. Oh wow! We should have Carl review Sarah's appearance. <laughs> we wouldn't do that to Sarah. And then, of course, the Big Ten tournaments this weekend, and yep. all that seeding stuff is happening. And the Spartans get two buys. They play Friday, and Michigan plays Rutgers Thursday. Thursday at noon, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's exciting weekend. Sure. Uh, oh, are you downcast? Uh, well, I mean, the last two games just sucked for the Blues, so what are you going to do? Yeah, they had, oh boy, they lost 75-72 in overtime, and that, who's it, Thompson from Indiana missed four free throws yeah. in a row in the last 30 seconds, and he missed a dunk in the last minute, but... I liked your clickbaity tweet by uh, about Juwan Howard. That was good. It was a good way to get eyeballs. What was that? Oh, is About he on the, hot seat? on the hot seat? Well, I think that was, I was retweeting something where it was suggesting he was on the sure. hot seat. No, I, I'm not even I'm sure I said that. I'm just giving you shit. But I think, isn't he, I think it's a little, I think it's a little, little warm. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at this team and they had 10 new guys, I mean, I don't want to make excuses for them, but all these close games that they lost, they were like three and 12 in games under four points. So. You're a lot of straining and a lot of explaining. Well, <laughs> Sounds like Trudy's caper with Pat Still. Uh, <laughs> Glad yeah. I didn't have a dog in that fight. Uh, I know, fight. doesn't it feel good? It's fun being on the outside, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Hunter Dickinson had a great game, but he had a couple of big turnovers at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, they just fell short. It was on the road, too. So the story of the game. season, man. Yeah. And uh, Kid Rock tickets are for sale on Friday at 10 a.m. Wait, there's for sale on Kid Rock's site? What is, does that mean? What does that mean? Who is he bypassing? Uh, I don't know. I just read that on a, in a couple places that tickets are available. At, is that a pre-sale? Because it didn't say that. Is it VIP um, tickets or something? I all I saw is that they were on sale on Friday. I, okay, but it's for LCA. You can't have your own. I don't think so. T- ticket but, me. Anyway, Grand Funk is with Kid Rock July the fourteenth on the No Snowflakes tour. Very Michigan-y. And I don't think that's what he meant. I, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. I did catch them with Jason Carr Drive today. Oh, yeah. And they were trying to figure out where can you find Saunders Fudge? 
Working, he only has like three Sundays worth of Saunders fudge left. Oh, no. Oh, that's a crisis. He grew up with Saunders fudge, as apparently all their viewers were furiously trying to find Saunders fudge. Um, yeah, I mean, just honestly, I've wait, never seen wait, such a furious have they, effort. Have they tried the internet? Yes, someone did about halfway through the comments. Let me just read some of the comments because uh, people are really working hard can, can here. Can Saunders fudge be that much better than fudge? Yes. Just uh, fudge. According to from here. this group, yes. <laughs> um, let's see. I love Saunders. I moved back to Maine and was so excited to come across them. Oh, he's playing Herb Alpert. He said, let's rock and roll. He's playing Herb Alpert. Right? Kind of I love Herb Alpert. Oh, my God. Is he my dad? Hi, I'm from Farmington. I watch on too far. Um, my brother used to send me big cans of Saunders when I lived in Arizona. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let's see what else. There's a lot, a lot of commentary. What was the pink antibiotic that used to be in the fridge? What? Oh, that's yeah. What? I don't think that was a, a name brand thing. Did Saunders sell antibiotics? Was Maybe they did. In fudge. See, if only we had a connection like this to our audience. Yeah. Uh, this is what Trudy is. This a, an example of a female-based audience. Oh, poor Trudy. I think so. But who Stand up are for women, they? Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if I could relate really, but. Um... Who are they, by the way? Why are they home, by the way, in the middle of the day? A lot of them are at work. <laughs> Women. And. <laughs> Come to Sanders and Wyandotte. They have it there. Are, are there men? There are a few, like, men who are in on these discussions. There are a few, but I tell you, the comments are almost all. Remember the soda fountain at Woolworths? God. Hello no, from I Lamonia. don't. I don't. I'm not over 90. Yeah, you gotta be. <laughs> We used a lot to raise when my aunt and uncle came back to Michigan for a visit. When I was a kid, I loved malts, but now that I'm older, I prefer shakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> These people sound a little slow, don't they? Is, is this only going out to certain people? I feel like every response should just be hit with, So good for you. <laughs> I love Saunders. <laughs> That's it? That's all they put? You yes. couldn't, couldn't do anything more nope. than that generic thing? Vicky says, My kids got Ovaltine. They said it was the best. What is the point of this? I Look at me. Trying to find it, and then someone sent a really long message from Saunders saying that they don't make it anymore because of the supply chain, and if things <laughs> change, they will they will start making it again. But they don't foresee that right now. Oh, I see. So now it's a political issue. <laughs> I don't know. Lord, love Saunders chocolate covered gummies. What? Ew! That sounds gross. Anyway. Does anyone remember Cloverdale's? Drew loves the movie. Yeah, I do. Cloverfield, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. 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 Good morning. You're looking dapper in your purple tie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, purple tie. Did he look dapper? Uh, yeah, he did. He looks. He looks good, actually. You know, compared to his last show at Channel Four, he looks good. <laughs> well, come on. I look good compared to his last show at Channel Four. <laughs> oh. I have to replace carpet. We'll be calling Independent Carpet in Westland. So, hey, the show's got commerce. That's good. Good for Jason. No, don't replace carpet. Put in floors. It hurts so much to know that no one is clicking me or liking me. They might have no opinion. I can't live with that. 6.2 thousand views. That's not bad. He'll probably get 10,000. So does he I'm read, really curious to see if this thing can make it. Does he read these responses? No, no. Oh, yeah. He, he oh. does. There's a few people that said... 
Hi, this is Trudy. A shout out would make my day. That voice, I just, that voice is so grating. <laughs> Hi, Trudy. The- Hopefully that made your day. <laughs> What's the water splash emoji sound? Oh yeah, <laughs> that happens <laughs> after he says that. I, quite a few people asking for shout outs, and I just thought of Maz, and I thought, would well, Maz? He might be a good guest on this show, actually, because he likes all things that are old. He does, yeah. Well, that reminds me of you and I are ancient enough to know Romper Room, where they used to, mm. she used to call out people's names, yes. give shout outs. She's oh, no. the queen of shout outs, the originator. I felt screwed because I did not get shouted out. I waited and watched, and it seemed like it was always Jimmy and Mark I and made up names all. Just yeah, that was pretty fake. Well, she was looking at the magic mirror, names. wasn't she? Yeah, she was, and she yeah, could see us. Total bullshit. <laughs> she could see how you and I were both so <laughs> bummed out. She was intentional. She was screwing us. She was trolling us. <laughs> uh, let's see. Why don't we? Um, why don't we mix things up? And um, you know, Jackson Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' brother. Did you see Trudy? What he did? He assaulted a waiter. Did you see the video? No, I didn't. He was grabbing this woman by the neck and making out with her. Now he's, is he like 24? Yeah. Yeah. He's a big dude though, man. She's older. She's about 40, but really pretty woman. And she looked like she was maybe running the place or something. And she was like, what? And pushing him away and, you know, arms flailing. And then he came over and did it again. And I got the impression that. That there's no mercy, that that it's not one of these things, well, now let's just drop it, because it was, I mean, it wasn't like he raped her or something, but it was. That's that's assault, though. You can't. Yeah. No, it was absolutely assault. It was. And then he assaulted a waiter at the place. Fuck. What's wrong with that guy? Yeah. So I just want to make sure she's okay and make sure they're going to press charges. Oh, they're busy. (laughs) You can't have a busy signal. Was it Jackson Mahomes busied the phone out somehow? You want to try it again? (laughs) I will, yeah. What do you think I missed that? Brandon, Brandon might have written a number down wrong by one number. <laughs> I think he's dyslexic. He's weak. And he's very weak right now. I love piling on people when they're not here. It's great. I know, it's it really so, is. It's, it seems like it comes naturally, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Hello? Still busy. Charming a bit. I could just double check that yeah, number, too. Yeah, right. I'm just... Don't mind me. I didn't want to lay it on Brandon, but I... What is I the restaurant maybe? again? It was I can't think of the name of it. In... Uh, but it was in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Oh, Kansas yeah. City. Say in two seconds. Oh, did you guys talk about um, the Kelsey, Travis Kelsey? Oh, SNL? Oh, on SNL. He was I actually tried not, good. He was okay. I, I didn't think the show was very good. But I know, the show wasn't He was good. fine. He was yeah, good for what you would expect. That's the best response. He was fine. <laughs> well, You're not going to believe this. Brandon did write down the right number. He did? Yeah. Okay. So clearly, Jackson Mahomes is doing up something. Phones. He's up to no good. Well, well, in the meantime, let's hear from our friends at Zot's newest location, Zot I-96, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and New Hudson. they got a couple of things that are tough to find these days. They continue to make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy. Uh, Zot's new Hudson dealership has one of the highest Google ratings in Detroit, 4.8 stars to be exact. My personal favorite is Zot has one of the largest inventories in the D with Jeeps and Rams to choose from with almost uh, more of them than anybody else in the city. And you want more good stuff? Right now, our studio sponsors are leasing a new 22 Jeep Compass for as low as $298 a month. You can also lease the 22 Jeep Grand Cherokee for as low as $397 a month. 
If you're on the hunt for a new or pre-loved Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram, check out our friends and studio sponsors at Zot's new I-96 dealership in New Hudson. And be sure to tell them the Drew and Mike Show sent you. And, of course, you can always surf their sensational deals and stupendous inventory at Deals in the D. And Legacy Partners, they're the people who can insure you for home and auto and also a small business. And if you're 64 or older, you can reach out and... Uh, Sort your way through Medicare with the guy that they have, just especially on the staff to do that. And there's no charge for that either. Um, they're independent and shop all the carriers. And you get their quote. And the other guy that insured you looks like he's been ripping you off. So here's what you need to do. 586-209-4106. Call them and tell them we sent you from the Drew and Mike show. And maybe get into the drawing for a $50 gift card. I just say, Maybe, because it could be a couple months. Just keep listening. Who knows? 586-209-4106. It will get done eventually. Yeah. And also, after all that, you need to relax and sit back with some Ghost Budsters, small batch craft cannabis. Ghost Budsters is Michigan caregiver-owned, operated by owners that actually work the garden. They ensure the quality. Uh, they trim it meticulously. They've won six Cannabis Cup Awards. It's not grown by corporate SOPs, and their premium packaging ensures the product stays fresh. You can obtain it at five all locations, King of Buds and Monroe, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor, Breeze and Shango and Hazel Park Dispo and Rem um, Romeo, Joyology in Westland, Green Genie in Detroit, Puff and Utica, Mind Right in New Baltimore, and Remedy Room in Bay City. He had some weed for your ass. <laughs> hey, Mark, you want to try the car drop from Brandon's position to see if he was too weak to hit the button yesterday? See if it works properly? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having my own issues. Car. That sucks. What's the matter? Oh, I got this new computer. I spent like an 20 minutes on the phone with Apple, too, because this is not going to mean anything to you, but it's not indexing, so it takes me a little longer to find things. It's just annoying. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Monkey Mobile Mel won at Autorama for best car a trophy. I think there was a trophy. Wow. There was a um, there was some kind of a uh, plaque or some kind of placard at the Monkey Mobile, uh -huh. and he was, I believe, hugging Henry Winkler. What the wink dog was congratulating Monkey Mobile Mel. So, what? but he basically yeah. won because the Monkey Mobile is the coolest car on the planet. That's one of the reasons. Car. That is cool. His monkey mobile is, is it the, it's not the 60s one. Yeah. It? It's the George yes. Barris. Okay. Yeah, it's the red one. Really? With the, it's a GTO that's been perverted oh. into this larger vehicle. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. That right, white right, top right. and the spongy brakes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Mel. <laughs> uh, it's funny. He gets, our audience puts him up on Facebook all the time. And it never fails that somebody makes a spongy brakes reference. <laughs> Poor Mel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think that's why he's had a disappearing act or two from the show. It could be this. I think it's a spongy break. That's terrible when things like that haunt you, though, you know? I know. <laughs> uh, I don't know how spongy they were. That was Mike Clark had said it, and he only said it once. I think he repeated it, but... Uh, he didn't really make a dramatic statement about it, but was it? I mean, spongy breaks is kind of a. It's a pretty. It's a pretty descriptive thing to say. Right. I'm yeah. feeling your brakes. Oh, well, might have been older, wet when you was driving it. <laughs> older cars, though. I mean. Yeah, it's I, a '67. I, I used to love '67, '68 cars, and then I drove one myself, and I'm like, oh boy, this sucks. Just because they're you know power steering revolutionized well, things. Well, I tell you what, the power brakes. Some of them handle really well, though. 
I mean, if yeah, you have I, one that's really was, yeah. updated. I was never lucky enough for that. Should we Should we try Mel Absolutely. on the Hall Financial Hotline? Yes. I mean, it seems like we never properly congratulated him. Uh, any chance to get Mel on? I want him. I want it to be a little more regular, so we can actually call him and yeah, have he'll a answer. Pretty good feeling that he'll answer on the Hall Financial <laughs> Hotline. Yeah. And it's uh, callhallfirst.com is the site, of course. And there's a Hall Financial Hotline opening up. Beth, I see things are happening over there. <laughs> the indexing is slowly but surely is kicking in, and. Um, I'm trying to think if I saw it. Wait, you were down there, weren't you? Where? Weren't you at Autorama? I never went. You didn't? Yeah, I blew it off. Oh. <laughs> Did Dee go? <laughs> she sent her grandkids. You guys and both bro. blew it off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel great, so I just... You blew, nah, nah. blew off the Sorry. kids. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids just went? Yeah, the little kids went. They had a great time, though. They had an so awesome just, time. You just dropped them off and they went by their own, on their own? Well, her grandkids. No, I didn't have anything to do with it. I just stayed home. Were they accompanied by an adult? I mean, it sounds like they were just alone. Her brother. She oh, has a brother. Or a brother. <laughs> oh, oh he took uncle duty? <laughs> got sucked in? Yes, he did. <laughs> Bill, by the way. Yay, the phone's ringing. It's Mel. It's Mel. Mel, how you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Mel, Mel, you answered the phone with such trepidation. Did you hear the monkey's theme and know immediately who it was? What? You, you seemed like you answered the phone with caution. You seemed... Everything felt a little. Doesn't everybody want it's a number they don't recognize? Well, wait, you don't now? recognize our number by now? We call you all the time. You don't have it stored to send it to voicemail? Yeah, what if you had to call us? Seems like you call me from different numbers all the time. That, I guess it's probably been a few. Well, uh, we heard that you won an award at Autorama. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? It's Who's... not that exciting. It yeah, was it is. fun, but it wasn't that great. Well, weren't you well, hu hugging Henry Winkler? I mean, yeah, there was a picture of you with Henry Winkler. It looked like there was a congratulatory moment going on. I think that was before I won the award. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, why are you so blase about winning? Has that car won so many awards that it's just another award? Well, I'm not out there for the awards. Really? So I just assume let somebody else get them. I see. What are you out you, there for? Yeah. <laughs> not awards. <laughs> did you I'm get to make out there for fun? Did you get to make a speech, like um, you know, like an award speech? And would you nope. like to if you didn't? I would rather not make a speech. Oh. Okay. You don't want to thank anybody, like the monkeys. <laughs> or Henry Winkler? Or your mechanic? <laughs> nope. The Drew and Mike show? Yeah, that's who I should thank. Of course. Okay, well, if you didn't want the award, what were the best cars out there that you felt should have possibly been considered for an award? Oh, that's a long pause. Yeah, I don't have something in mind. Sorry. Oh. The okay. rat. Did you love the rat rods downstairs? You know, 
I did buy a refrigerator that was downstairs that's pretty cool. What? That was pretty, what makes this fridge so cool? Yeah, I want to hear about this does fridge. It, does it have wheels on it and you can drive it? No, it's a 1952 Frigidaire. Is this a cell phone? I could try and send you the picture of this fridge. But uh, even no. a picture doesn't do it justice. Hmm. Wow, I, I'm very curious to see this uh, this refrigerator. But, um, wow, I, this is really weird. So, Mel, it sounds like there were no cars you were excited about. You weren't excited about winning an award. No, uh, there is plenty of cars I was excited about. All right, well, what were you? So what cars were you excited about? Are you? Do you feel a little weird complimenting other cars when you're so proud of your car you don't like spreading the credit around? <laughs> No, I'm just saying that there was plenty of nice cars. It's just nothing that like stuck out as the okay. greatest. Now, is there anything on your list? Because every time we talk to you, you're looking at new cars that maybe you should be considering to add to your collection. Is there something new out there? Well, there's things I've been thinking about. Like? Uh, a Monte Carlo from Training Day. Oh, nice. Oh, I remember that car. Yeah, that's a great movie. That is a great movie. Now, what year is that car? 79. Is it fast? Or just badass? Well, it just, the movie was such a badass movie. It's like... The car has to be badass. Yeah. Okay. So the Monte Carlo from Trending Day, and uh, what else? Because I know there's a list, Mel. I know that's not the only car you got your eye on. Well, I started thinking about a 1968 Mustang from Bullet. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Um, now, how available is that car? Because I, there was so much written about it a couple years ago. Was that the 50th anniversary or... I mean, they said only four people had ever driven it, and I mean, on and on and on. And it was—it really was in—it was in kind of messed up shape. It needed to be rehabbed. But is—is is, have they been trying to sell that? That one, because that one's worth tons of money. Okay. Just a replica. These are all replicas. Wait, I thought you didn't like replicas. I only have one real car. And I, everything else I have is a replica. What? Um, well, the replica, I mean. Yeah, if the re well, replicas. There, see, Mel, we have you on say. tape saying, well, yeah, replicas. But, <laughs> but that's what you have Replicas can be, I mean, if you have yeah. to get a replica, it's better. I mean, if you love the car. That refrigerator's not a replica, is it? <laughs> why, why would there be a I don't, think so. I don't know. Hey, Mel, um, did you see the General Lee got in an accident down in Missouri? Cracked no. it up pretty bad. It was in really bad shape. Ooh. Just like um, about a week ago. I haven't heard about it. No? I can't believe this is not, this is breaking news to <laughs> Mel. Like a, That's ridiculous. Yeah, don't you get a car newsletter or anything? Newsletter. You know, it seems like he'd be the first person that was called. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's, here's a car that I want you to uh, pursue. Remember the movie In Time? It was a sci-fi movie with Justin Timberlake. He's never seen oh, that, Trudy. I no. do, I do remember that. I remember it. Just, was there a cool car in the movie? No, there were a bunch of cool cars. The Enforcers, the Time Enforcers used to drive oh, these rides. Yeah. They were freaking awesome. You need one of those, Mel. Mel. Mel, do you know what Trudy's talking about? No, I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm curious to hear the response. It looked like Barracudas. Kind of. Yeah, yes. Comes up. 
they did look like Barracudas. No, those are absolutely cool but cars. The Challenger, it's a 1972 Dodge Challenger. Yeah, and they just did something to them to make them look more ominous. They've like they did look ominous. Yeah. them. Yeah, they were cool as hell. Cool. Now, if would that would that yeah. be in your wheelhouse, Mel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got another. I got another one. Justin Timberlake is involved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mel, how about a Chevrolet S10 pickup truck? Because that was the pickup truck in The Last of Us, which is a huge show right now. It's also in the video game. Do you have any interest in picking up that car? Uh, haven't seen that one either. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in your out. wheelhouse right now. What about the Green Hornet mobile? Oh yeah. You know, a friend of mine had three of them, and he sold them all. What a hornet And hog. another friend trying to <laughs> sell me his. There is a relationship between the monkey mobile and that car. They were both built at the same time by the same guy. Huh. But Did George Barris built that? No. Uh, Dean, Dean Jeffries. Okay, I know the name. What kind of car is the hornet mobile? Dodge. Dodge what? Hornet, right? Hornet? Wasn't a Hornet a little car? Mel, jump in there. What kind I of think car Mel's is it? Mel's getting lost in the theme song. <laughs> it's a Chrysler Imperial. Oh, oh yeah. Dean Jaffrey. Okay, now is that of interest to you? No. No? <laughs> now, why'd you, why, why is that not in your wheelhouse? What is your wheelhouse exactly? Oh, wow. That car's pretty wild. I think hot rods are more my wheelhouse. Hot rods? Like the Scooby-Doo van? Because that doesn't seem like a hot rod to me. Or the shagging wagon? Well, that's just silly fun. (laughs) Mel's all about silly fun. Well, Mel does like silly fun. No, it's... What's more fun than collecting cars? I mean, that's a lot of fun. Anybody that has the money and the time would love to do what Mel does. Amen. Uh, Mel, are you going on the road anytime soon with uh, one of your cars or all of your cars for an, for a, uh, I, a show? I'm sorry, I couldn't understand you. Are you hitting the road for a show somewhere anytime soon? No. No. Are you okay. going to Jackson Barrett this year? No. No. Oh. Uh, don't tell me you're not going to be at the, the Woodward Cruise. Oh, come on, true. I'll be at Woodward for sure. Okay. All right. Well, we maybe want... Motor City Comic Con. I don't know yet. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, any other cars show up for that? Uh, yeah, usually there's a couple of groups, a bunch of people that collect Jurassic Park stuff, and then people that dress up as Ghostbusters and have a few cars. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, um, did you know Jason Carr has a, a show now? On this is a reach. Facebook. <laughs> I hope Mel, I hope Mel does not know no. what you're talking about. Well, you know all about cars, so I just... Yeah, it's called Jason Carr Drive. Yeah, he never know. talks about... Well, I know he would talk about old cars on the show, yeah. but we do not recommend that show for you. You're on the right show. <laughs> Uh, Mel, we just wanted to call you and congratulate you. We thought it was a big deal that that you won um, at Autorama. I mean, it seemed like it was one of the biggest awards out there, if not the biggest. But since you're low-key about it, we'll just consider this a pleasant afternoon spent with Monkey Mobile Mel. Congratulations. Yeah. I have a car show, uh, Autorama story for you. Oh. 
that oh, bring you it. might Not get a kick out of. Okay. I was riding the escalator to the basement where the rat rods are, and somebody heard me laughing, and they turned around and said, Are you Mel? <laughs> All right. From your show. Excellent. Did you deny it? <laughs> Did I what? Deny it? No, like I Judas? said, Yeah. You owned it. Yeah. <laughs> what a reluctant yeah that was. <laughs> he was going to check out the refrigerator too, not yeah. just the the wrap rods. All right, Mel. Well, thanks thanks for that anecdote. It's nice to know our show gets around and um and we'll uh, we'll be in touch as always. All right, good talking to you. Nice Bye. talking to you, Mel. Bye, Mel. All right. Monkey Mobile Mel. <laughs> he is so nonplussed by that award. Just never know where he's going to be coming from. I know. I, he was really throwing me. I thought he'd be really fired up to mention some of his other, some of his buddies that had cool cars there. But no, he, you know what it reminded me of? I remember one year in, I believe it was 1985, they had awards in Roanoke when I worked there. And they were called Addy Awards. The Addies, yeah. For producing commercials. commercials. Yeah. And we made this this promo for this free bowling day we had. It was really stupid. It was like bowling, bowling, bowling. Oh, Keep those balls are rolling. <laughs> and we even sang it, and it was pretty funny. And, and people even would request it and stuff. And so we submitted it just on a lark, like ah, whatever. It was like for best promo. Uh huh. So we won second place. Wow. And the reason we won second place was because. They didn't give a first place award if they didn't think anything was worthy of first place. Oh, that's so it was the way kind it of a, always it was, be. It was kind of a fuck you, like all right, here's your second place, but nobody had anything good enough for first place. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. No, I don't want to lay that on Mel, but it seems to me he was not going to get hyped up about a car he was not excited about. So yeah. I kind of respect that about him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm still pissed at the Roanoke Addy Committee because our promo <laughs> it should have won. It kind of means Total that, bullshit. that you were number one by we default. You were. But why wouldn't our awards say first place? Because they were such snobs. They said, huh, nothing good enough for first place, but the silly award will win second place. <laughs> it's total bullshit. Oh, why Take would the win. anyone give me an award? <laughs> I know, you got an award. Jeez. I, well, I was happy we won, but to see first place was blank, it just looks stupid. If you're about to give me a, a trophy or something, That's won't you keep it? Take it back to that fancy-ass country club you belong to. Let honest, hard-working Americans like me go eat some fudge. How about that? Huh? How about that? It was Mel's acceptance speech. Um, no, that was good. I'm proud of him. And Henry Wink- and even Henry Winkler was not a congratulatory hug. It was before he won the award. I mean, a good luck hug. As if you could tell. I wish he would have made a speech. I think it was just it was a just a it was just a hello hug from Henry because Henry's such a good guy. I, I, I would see Henry Winkler only giving hugs when you say hello. No handshake. Yeah, no nothing. It has to be a I, hug. I'm not joking. I saw multiple pictures of Henry Winkler. He had a blast at Did Autorama. He has a blast at just being alive. No, he's just one of those guys. He's yeah. such a good guy. He's the perfect guy to have at an event like that. They should yeah, have had him at yeah. Astronomicon or oh, whatever. Oh yeah. We had some people that went. I haven't heard any stories yet, but some. Somebody was going to go up and say hi to Lovitz and oh. mention they heard him on the show and yeah. so on. Was Friday a, a decent night? Because oh, that's freaking right. snow was insane. Oh, I bet did Friday anybody was go? probably, oh, those people? Yeah, they probably did go. <laughs> yeah, but Lovitz was there Saturday and Sunday, so it didn't yeah. affect him at all. I wouldn't think so. Hmm. He was, 
I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought he was a lot of fun. I couldn't believe <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that would say he had to go in ten minutes, and he wasn't at all. <laughs> I know he wanted to. I love going. that guy. Yeah. And by the way, that is up on our new YouTube page. If you haven't heard, please subscribe to the Drew and Mike Show YouTube page, which we got a bunch of subscribers just overnight, and nice. got some new stuff up there. And I tell you, it's funny. I'm because we have really paid so little attention to it. Now I'm hyper-focused on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading all the comments and <laughs> it's funny. Hey, I don't really get upset when I read them, but like, like one guy's like, uh, I don't know why are you putting so many up? I, I'm going to watch no more than one or two a day. Then you don't. Don't. No, I'm shut up. asking you to. Nobody asked you. <laughs> Just don't comment at all. Wow. And then there were a lot of smart ass comments, a lot of a lot of drops and just but mostly people really like having video content. I don't get it. Yeah, so hilarious to watch. It makes me laugh. <laughs> but I'm trying to get it. And by the people complaining about the microphone being in your face, Trudy, oh. which you look like you have We're fixed today. Just I guess. Talking about it was <laughs> I think it was going across and the mic was pointed the other way. It wasn't way, an maybe. angle. Yeah. 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 So people yeah. do want to see you. This is not the easiest room to put cameras in and light. And no. That's what it is. It's fine. We're doing it's our best. Hire a cameraman. <laughs> trying. I, I like our videos. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Okay, good for her. Could have a professional put in an effort. Uh, I mean, we've had people come down here with really good lighting and yeah. shoot some good looking stuff, but... Yeah. You know, you have to invest in that. So in the meantime, this is the best we can do. And Channel 4 did it. Remember so, when they did it? That was a great yeah, piece. That was a good piece. I'm always had Fox That 2. should be on our YouTube page. Fox 2. <laughs> <should be> our- <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Are you sure you're ready for this? <laughs> no, I'm not. There's so many suggestions. It's overwhelming. Too so, many oh, suggestions. Yeah! oh, yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, Jim, put this up. Jim, put that up. Jim. It's like, oh, God, just slow down. Because then the main message seems to be, Put new content with video up. That's the most important thing, and you have to get to 4,000 hours before you can make a a penny. Yeah, which we will. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're doing doing pretty good so far. It has one view, and it says it was uploaded at 6 a.m. this morning. (laughs) And (laughs) (laughs) it is interesting to see what people click on. Yeah. And today they were clicking hard on the Chris Rock reviews. And and I was glad because I got to tell you, I was completely mesmerized by Saturday night. It was a live event, which never happens anymore. So I was excited. And, um, and I love the show. I know some people ripped it to shreds. What, some people, what insane people did. I, I heard who did it, but I'm just still. Oh, Oh, there's more now. I mean, there's been a lot more now, uh, just attacking them on Twitter and whatnot, you know, just the keyboard warriors. Yeah, it's it's mostly, I, I will say this about people that rip the show, a lot of them appear to me to be really younger people yeah. who don't view it in any context whatsoever. They view it in, this is how much I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. In other words, um, I don't want somebody coming down a woke culture because I'm a woke person. So therefore, it sucks and is privilege is showing. <laughs> what privilege and people saying working privilege he was punching down punching down on Meghan markle and will smith really that's punching down oh, royal family people yeah sure give me a break i mean i i disagreed i don't disagree with anyone i mean it's all subjective some people aren't going to like it as much as others of course yeah but to say that that it was really a terrible show i don't believe you're objective at all if you're saying that you know 
I'm aware of Chris Rock and I'm aware of how good he is. And for Chris Rock, I think he can do better or I think it was subpar yeah. for Chris Rock. I understand that. Um, I mean, but, maybe that's my, because that's how I felt. I felt it was good, but not great. I mean, the last 10 minutes were phenomenal. To say uh, old man but, yells but, at Cloud yeah, that's, or- That's fucking ridiculous. Chris Rock says, get off my lawn. The main, the main point, it was it was entertaining. It kept my, you know, it kept my attention for a full hour, which is what it's supposed to do. I laughed extremely hard at a few things. I mean, really, really hard at a few things that uh, were incredibly funny and unexpected to me. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing about Chris Rock is he's going to nail you with a few things. Oh, that, sure. I mean, who saw the Lululemon, uh, $20 Lululemon saying the N-word every time you made a stride? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and the demonstration was excellent. And the eternal punishment for Robert Kardashian <laughs> was, I mean, that was... And it was out of the mouth of Chris Rock. So I heard whining about something today that I just, I just went, I said, oh God, because I should have thought that it was coming. Some people are very upset because he kept referring to Jada Pinkett as the bitch. Well, he um, well, she's not to supposed him. to say her like name, remember? I don't want my wife's name coming out your fucking mouth. Remember that? Oh, that's right. He was just going by what Will asked him to do because he didn't want to get slapped again. I couldn't help thinking that might have had something to do with it. And, you know, thank God Chris Rock is such a pro. This is not going to bother him that people say stupid things or they don't, they no. don't appreciate him or whatever. The USA Today reporter... She completely lost me when she said, you know, it was a get, get off my lawn. But then she really lost me when she said, when she referred to uh, comedians of his era, ilk, whatever, mm -hmm. like Dave Chappelle or Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Wait, what made her choose Ellen DeGeneres? Because she's a lesbian? I think because she had to find- And she's old? She had to find a white person or a woman. So I think, I, I really think that's why it popped in her head. She couldn't use Bill Burr or- well, was Gilbert too much of a man? Just too she had to find a woman or a lesbian. Ellen DeGeneres is no way in a class with Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. No, no. fucking way. It's a whole different style of comedy. She I hasn't had a... When is the last special she did? When were there's? When was there great demand for an Ellen DeGeneres comedy special? When's the last time she did stand-up comedy, to be I, honest? I was there. I, <laughs> I don't remember when it was, but I went there. <laughs> How long ago? It was... Um, I I can't even remember if it pre, was pre pre Pat Stillcaper or post Pat Stillcaper. <laughs> it might have been pre Pat Still or or That's during a long the Pat Still time ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's watch CBS's review. This is CBS this morning. If you want to, it's queued up, Mark. Okay. And uh, I, I was just about to go. Okay, this is all right. And then I heard some comments, and I was like, Oh God! Naturally. I think when someone says the F word that many times and says the N word that many times and calls Jada Pinkett a bitch, I think there's certain people who just can't come just can't come out and say they love it. Uh, how about it's the just fact too that much. it's a fucking stand-up routine? Yeah. That, how does that, that not count for anything? He's not giving I, social commentary. I mean, he is in a way, but it's, it's more or less whether or not it's funny. Uh, there were so many times that I felt vindicated, though. And it I felt started. you were being vindicated but, as okay. well. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, I thought Many I felt times. indicated about a few things. It was called selective outrage. Smith has publicly apologized for hitting Rock, who had joked about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Jamie Ucas is joining us now from Los Angeles. Jamie, good morning. It seemed uh, that Will Smith wasn't the only thing on his mind. 
No, good morning to you, Vlad. Actually, it seemed out special. Rock rift on politics, Meghan Markle, racism, even the perils of dating. But he saved his sharpest barbs for the end of the show, aiming them directly at Will Smith. Y'all know what happened to me, getting smacked by Suge Smith. As if we needed to be reminded, on Oscar night almost a year ago, Chris Rock told a joke involving Jada Pinkett Smith, prompting a violent response from her husband, Will. Oh, wow. Wow. Now, via his Netflix special, Selective Outrage, Rock is finally telling the world how he feels. People I didn't hurt. It still hurts. Ringing in my ear. And it seems the slap hurt him in more ways than one. As he shared his thoughts while watching Smith portray a man who escapes from slavery in his latest film. Humble down. I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. <laughs> I don't have any sort of sense that he is really. Um, come to grips with what actually has happened to him. NPR media analyst Eric Deggins says Rock's oh, comments on pisses me off. He's the one that gave it a fresh rating, too. Yes, well, this is this one line you coming will up. never see me on Oprah, Gail, crying. I think, I think Gail would be the first to tell you that there, there can be something very positive and cathartic about talking to somebody about what you've been through. And that is something about? that I think Chris right now is only able to express in anger. The thing I have a problem with is the selective outrage. But Will Smith wasn't Rock's only target. You know, like the kind of people that play Michael Jackson songs but won't play R. Kelly. He tackled the Capitol riot. White men trying to overthrow the government that they run. <laughs> and Meghan Markle's professed ignorance of her new family's history. Uh, she didn't know. The f is the royal family. They're the original racists. The subtext behind it for me was someone who, whose, whose age and privilege made the stand-up special less insightful and less prescient than maybe it could have been. Pause for a second. Rock ended his set by... Age and privilege? His privilege? This guy he's rich. built himself up from no yeah. nowhere. He's from nothing. He's Just because he's made a lot of money being a star. Don't you realize that every person who has a Netflix special has made a lot of money because they're successful because they're good? That's and not privilege. Insightful is what we're going for in a comedy special? Prescient. prescient. No, he said prescient made it less prescient than it could have been. Huh. Well, Bullshit. What are you talking about? Okay. Sorry, that just really bugged me. It's privilege. That many have been asking him for the past year about Smith. How come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because I got parents. That's why. Because I was raised. Okay? I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> This special is now streaming on Netflix, but it was live on Saturday night, and that's well, a big deal the for anchor. the network. Degan says Netflix wants to be to give us everything, really. Dramas, comedies, reality TV, documentaries, live programming is the last challenge for the service to tackle, guys. Huh. 
Jamie, it's a lot. great reporting. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, and it's and good to see you. Yeah, I was going to say, great yeah. to see you. I good think this is the first you. time yeah. you've been on since you uh, went to L.A. and you have the uh, kind of dual gig here where you're yes. anchoring a local station there and appearing for us every now and then. Appreciate it. Wow. Thank you, I try to be everything to everyone just like Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also listening. I watched the special this weekend and you know, uh, he is one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time. Let's establish that. Chris Rock is amazing. I'll leave it to the audience to decide whether or not some of the jokes landed. But from what I came away thinking is that he is still hurting. And I don't mean physically oh, from shit. what happened to him Come a year on. ago. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, there were some, some cringe moments. I think when I originally saw him right after that slap as part of our assignment, um, some of those jokes I had heard, obviously the big thing I feel like with this Netflix special is him directly addressing the issue. There were some parts that I... He referred to Jada as the B word. I was like, oh, oh God, come on. Yeah, there, were, there was some criticism. I see what you too. say when he hits you, online, bitch. Some criticism about misogynoir uh, yeah. that he was using uh, on the stage there. But, but what people were really waiting for was to see him address the slap. Yeah. And he did. And he yeah. did. I, I wish Gail were here to talk about what she thinks about the victimhood label and how he's pushing that aside. Right. He's not going to go on Oprah. Nope. He's not going to talk to Gail. Gail but Eric, Eric Degen's point, who we're going to yeah. be talking to on the streaming network later today, is a good one, which is sometimes talking to people about it can help you get through it. Yeah. yeah. Cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody needs Stop! or wants to do that. But did you not listen to what he was talking about in his whole that whole program it was not about touchy feely wokey that wasn't what he was trying to do he wasn't trying to get therapy by talking to you for an hour and what was insightful was the the moment that he brought up that um will was hurt more by her than yeah and then he took it out on on him and isn't i mean i think that should have been obvious to a lot of people is that she is the one who made this happen. She started the beef with Chris Rock in 2016, which he brought up. She told him not to host the Oscars. Who has the audacity? Who is Jada Pinkett to tell Chris Rock? I mean, he's reached a point in his career where he's asked to host the Oscars. No, my husband's movie wasn't nominated. And so he made that brilliant joke about, (laughs) you weren't invited. It's like me saying, I won't, you know, go right. into Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. <laughs> what is, it was a great fucking she, joke. When she humiliated him in that Red Table Talk interview, he's, he was game for it, I guess. That's, such a, that's so pathetic. Every Anyone, any guy with any pride or, would look at that and go, oh, how can you do that to yourself? Anybody, as he pointed out. Guy, sure. yeah, girl, exactly. anyone. But, they, but they're always so touchy-feely and fake. I think they're fake. Yeah, they're I think actors. this is... Chris Rock versus Will Smith. It's, to me, the very real Chris Rock, who, who honestly I would love to meet, versus the very fake Will Smith. It's real versus fake, if you ask me, because I think Will Smith is a big phony, and I didn't used to feel that way, but I really do now. Yeah. But I, that guy, I wanted to just... Why do we said, have to psychoanalyze people? Yeah, why? You know, maybe he doesn't want to talk it out because he doesn't need to talk it out. How many people did he make laugh? I saw everyone in the fucking theater was laughing. By the way, how many people watched this? Do we have any idea yet? I still have not seen numbers for it. I wanted to just... I'm not going to say I want to smack the guy, but I felt like... (laughs) The guy said, his his age and privilege may made it be less prescient. His age and privilege may have hurt the prescience of uh, of the hour. What are you talking about? His age and privilege. His privilege? Chris Rock's privilege. Really? Who do you think he is? <laughs> He's the guy that drove a couple thousand miles to go to Disney World. Didn't you hear that? 
yeah. and say the cheap hotel and get en- en- energized by putting a quarter in the uh, <laughs> in the, the, the vibrating, vibrating bed. bed. His privilege made it less prescient. I was looking for uh, God, shut up for numbers. I came across the New York Times gave it a good review. It looks like the LA Times gave it a good review. Good. So. I just think it's a, a couple people out there that just have to psychoanalyze how Chris Rock is digesting this whole thing. It's like, I, he just did. That, I that's think, that's I think the a, way some people deal with things is by maybe doing stand-up or having a different outlet right. other than talking to a fucking therapist and, on a live stream. And really, rather than getting in a fist fight with Will Smith on stage, coming back that way after analyzing it and then making it into comedy is actually brilliant, I think, but... That um, that moment afterward when he dropped the mic, though, wow! I don't, I don't think I saw a tear. I just saw like it was. So, there was no so much tear. energy in that look. Yeah, he had a lot of energy. He was, he was really fired like, to get that out. Yeah, I did that. And these he just also, did Netflix first live streaming event. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. It's a huge. I, I can't wait to hear how many people watched it because I get all those people who who think it lacked prescience. I think we're going to find out that a shit ton of people wanted to watch that and watched it. And, and enjoyed it. And uh, I'm just, I, I don't know, the response really just was just wearying to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I don't, it's not that, when someone says that, you know, it could have been better, or I didn't like this part, or I didn't like that part, when these people try to take this overview and have this really therapeutic view of it, like, well, here's what he should have done, and here's what he did, here's where he went wrong. It's like, That's look, you either rock. laughed or you didn't laugh. It's, he's, he's a comedian, and you're supposed to laugh when he does jokes, and he had some great jokes, and maybe you didn't think they were that great, but I thought he had a lot of really good jokes, and if you didn't see that, <laughs> and you saw it as something larger than that, then I think, I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> but I do think um, a lot of the, the beefing and complaining, I have a feeling those people are buying into a little bit of the Will Smith side of the argument that, mm. um, I think maybe he deserved it, and Will Smith is defending his wife. No, there's no there's There were a lot no of people that def- said there's, that. But there's just no way to defend No, there isn't. But there were a number of people, and I saw it from all over the place. Not I didn't see guys saying this. I just saw a lot of... Um, well, there were black people saying it, and there there were black people saying too that um, white people, this is not your, you have nothing to say about this. Just shut up. Here's what we're going to tell you. We're going to explain it to you. And then I just a lot of people who just thought that you know, oh, it's wonderful that Will invented his wife and he has alopecia. <laughs> I don't even think she has alopecia. I know. Well, that's the best. I think part. that's bullshit. That's the best part. She's gonna have to be bald for the rest of her life to keep that <laughs> yeah, lie going. She has no choice. She yeah, has she, to shave it unless there's a miracle cure. And, Will <laughs> cured me. That'll be it. She'll come out with a full head of hair. Will cured me. Well, the last picture the I saw of her. Tell you what, last picture I saw of her, there's a lot of stubble on her head. <laughs> Didn't look bald to me. Yeah, I think she, I know what that looks I like. I can't believe she's bald. <laughs> she's going to grow out a little bit each public appearance before we, and we won't even realize she has a full head of hair. Until All of a sudden, goes, wait huh. a second, didn't you have alopecia? <laughs> <laughs> um, Next Evo, that was who uh, somebody was asking me the name of Next Evo, where we sell um, CBDs. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the address is nextevo.com, N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash podcast and use promo code Drew 
to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast with the code Drew. And uh, CBDs, there are a lot of things, reasons people like CBD. Some people are just, it helps them de-stress. It helps them sleep. It helps them... It just helps them. It's hard to describe the many ways it helps people, but uh, but CBDs are something that have been around for a long time, and people are finding a lot of uses for them. A lot of people buy them regularly, and that's why we hope people will buy Next Evo's CBDs and find that they do help you with stress or boost your wellness or whatever it is that they do for you. So it's, again, nextevo.com slash podcast with the code DREW for Next Evo. And uh, Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men, would you like to win a suite for the 2023 football season? Just get to Lady Jane's today for an award-winning haircut experience, and you will automatically qualify for your chance to live the sweet life. Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men, walk in anytime, seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. And uh, Trudy, you want to handle NordVPN? Because they protect you against bandwidth throttling from internet service yeah. providers and all the other crappy things that sometimes you get into when you're doing everything online. Um, they also allow you to switch your country IP address to get Netflix, Disney+, Plus, everything else in other countries for cheaper prices than in the U.S. and YouTube Premium for much cheaper than in foreign countries. They also, of course, their best thing is they are unparalleled browsing security and uh, they protect you from hacking of your personal data. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN dot com slash DAMS or use code DAMS to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Did you see uh, Pete Davidson? is? He may need a mental health break. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the video, though. How bad was it? Oh, my God. He, he was driving apparently really fast mm -hmm. through a residential area in Beverly Hills. And I mean, like a couple neighbors noticed, like, who the hell is that? You know, one of those are slow down, youngster. <laughs> and he hit the curb and he went right over a fire hydrant and hit a house. Jesus. No, I didn't see video of the accident. I just saw the car banging, banged into the house mm -hmm. and the water just like a geyser for wow. a long time. This water's just flying in the air and Pete's just standing there like, Duh. Uh, now he he didn't. Oh, here's video. Hold on to your dick. He was not forced to take any drug or alcohol test. They he said wasn't. That, I know. I'm well, surprised yeah. by that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, although I don't think he's a big drinker, isn't he more of a, just a stoner guy? Yeah, but you never know. You yeah. would have gotten tested. I would have gotten tested. I would imagine so. If you hit well, a fucking a house. house driving that fast. What um, car is that? It's a Mercedes. It's some kind of super swanky Mercedes. I I don't. Somebody repeated the model number, which I did not even know. But it's some really uh, highfalutin Mercedes. That was the other part of the Chris. Rock. Hey, the whole drop played. <laughs> the other part of the Chris Rock bit was uh, the woman who drives the worst of a series of cars. Oh yeah. Oh, the worst of a series of cars. <laughs> was funny. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, I remember people who made a big deal about having a Porsche. Uh -huh. And isn't there like a $40,000 Porsche or there was one? Yeah, cheap one. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's a Boxster. I think it was a Boxster, wasn't it? It was a Boxster. And I was like, um, oh yeah, I've got to uh, take the Porsche uh, down to the auto show. And like, 
You mean the Blackster? <laughs> oh, they were like $110,000 or $40,000. Or the baby. If you had the $40,000 one, I think, I mean, isn't that just a really... You don't have any cred when you get that. No, none. The Zero. baby jag, too. Remember when people called the baby, <laughs> the baby jag? Some, some, someone had a baby jag. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think those are like 60 work. grand. Yeah, but still, you know. I know, but it's a baby, baby jag. jag. Yeah. Get the real thing. Or when Hummer, didn't Hummer come out with the, the real the H3, the real small yeah, Hummer? Yeah. Oh, so yes. you drive a Hummer that yes, was, you know, they did. grand. I don't think I even knew that was a Hummer the first yeah. time I saw it. A lot it. of ladies drove that. It was like, the lady Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> was it the yeah. lady Hummer? I had a friend who had a lady it's something Hummer. Something else. Oh boy. I didn't think there was. I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed. Um, I really wasn't. Okay, I have a, a question. This is going to come off the wrong way. <laughs> Pete Davidson's new girlfriend. What's uh-huh. her name? Oh, uh, something uh, wonder. Chase Suey. Chase Suey. Yeah, I have nothing against her except that to me, she almost looks like what some people call a slump buster. Compared to his last five girlfriends. I mean, he's been dating the hottest women in the world. This woman is attractive. She's very attractive. But she's not Kim Kardashian. She's not Ariana Grande. She's not Kate Beckinsale. She's not Amrata. Um, Is she? Or am I missing something? No, no, not at all. I I think she's really cute. cute. She's real cute. But she's she's not... fun. I know, but I... That's weird. Like, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, what if, you know, somebody was dating George Clooney? Uh, I mean, I'm putting it in my own view, my own uh, context. George Clooney. George Clooney and Harrison Ford. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago. And and then they want to date me. Wouldn't that feel weird? Kind of like Bezos George and all Clooney. these. You've been reading about all that? You've been seeing that? Look That's at Bezos, who is sloppy thirds after um, Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> and I mean, wouldn't that feel weird? <laughs> well, now that I'm looking at her Instagram, she's got a cool picture in center ice at LCA with a Wings uh, jersey on. No, she's very pretty. Uh, yeah, but Pete she Davidson. is. But wouldn't that be odd when someone is dating tens and yes. you're a seven? No, you're an eight. Yeah, because she's she's beautiful, but she's not the other ones. Sure, I think she's that'd no be Kim. I think that'd be tricky. She's young though. Let's see, how old is she? Twenty seven. So she's younger than these other girls. So she got that. But what? Uh, what's the definition of a slump? Slump Buster is somebody usually, usually gets you out thicker. of it. You haven't had sex in a while. You need a, some somebody to break the slump. Mm. So maybe you, yeah, maybe you lower What's your the obligation standards. to a slump buster. You lower your standards a little bit. <laughs> so maybe Pete was in a slump, and so he he went for an eight instead of the usual ten, knowing he could break his slump. He's got to vent all that BDE. <laughs> yes, but she's very pretty. But I, the first thing I thought when I saw her is, well, what's he doing with that girl? Well, and then I'm think- like, wait a second, that girl's beautiful, but she's not. Like the last string of girls, did he maybe get tired of dating tens? I doubt it. <laughs> kind of high maintenance. I don't know. He I, seems like he gets pretty wiped out I, I when refuse, he gets dumped. Refuse to believe anybody gets tired of dating tens. I'm just no. It's not there. It's not the fact that they're a ten that you get tired. It's all the other parts of being a ten that maybe you get tired of. But Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, um, Emily Ratajkowski. I just expected him, the next girl, to be someone I had heard of. Yeah, me too. A name of some sort. Exactly. I know. I mean, I feel ridiculous saying any of this, to be honest. I mean, it has nothing to do with me. I know nothing about any of this other than what I read, which is that he's been dating a phenomenal string of incredibly beautiful women, and now he's just dating a beautiful woman. And so I feel like that's just weird all around. Like, what's going on here? 
<laughs> now, why do you say you couldn't get tired of dating tens? I mean, don't you imagine it, Kim Kardashian, the ex-wife of Kanye West, who lives across the street and is trolling the shit out of you? Well, you could get tired of dating that ten, but I mean, if you had a, you think Emrata would be an easy person to date? No, that's why you got sick of dating that ten. I mean, Ariana Grande. Yeah, but doesn't something doesn't that come with a lot of tens? I mean, don't they expect everything to be oh, done the be way a, they want it to be done? There could be a 10 that maybe isn't ultra famous, I guess. I don't know. I suppose if you're that insecure about it, Drew. Aren't there any 10s that so. aren't absolute bitches as well? No, uh, I don't even mean they're bitches. I don't even mean they're bitches. I just mean there's a lot of, Attention. well, it's sort of like dating, yeah. dating an influencer. I a mean, boner maker. Yeah. When we read Olivia Dunn's the messages to her on an average post. How would you like to be the guy dating that girl and reading those? I mean, oh my God, that'd be creepy as hell. Unless you get off on it. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, you could, there could be the cuck angle. Um, I got a boner. Anyway, I, I, it's just an observation. The, the car accident is totally, I don't know what that's all about, but, um, that reminds me, uh, the, Victoria's Secret show is coming back. Did you guys see that? Oh, really? cool. Yeah, are they going to be in burkas? <laughs> That's, what are they going to wear now? Okay. I, I'm, my, my initial reaction is, oh, you're going to have average girls in lingerie on your TV show. Right. Average girls, hot girls, um, wildly overweight women. You're going to represent everyone. You're not going to have any misogyny, and there's going to be no sexism. It's just going to be... The beauty of all women, and people are going to watch that. Same amount of people are going to watch that no. as when it was just the super hot chicks no. with their boobs spilling out of the exactly. ma- fa- fabulous bras. The um, ones made the, out of jewels. I, I mean, congratulations on bringing the show back, but I'd love. To I don't see... believe people will watch that it's, show. Isn't that a reaction to Les Wexner, though? Yeah, it's it's and to some other people within Victoria's Secret. Yeah, there was creepy shit going on at the top. I don't think that has anything to do with the show, though. Mm. The show is okay. We're showing you the hottest women in the hottest lingerie, and of course, people watch it, and of course, advertisers buy it because there's lots of people watching it. Mm. So I think it worked from that standpoint. But then, because of probably some of the stuff you're talking about, and just the general woke nature that exists today, uh, you know, a lot of people like pretending that all women look great in lingerie. And they look equally great in lingerie. I mean, don't we try to pretend that? Aren't there some people trying to pretend that? <laughs> I guess, from your point of view. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. Am I, am I crazy? No. I'd love to see the analytics. I look of at it differently. That, people that watch it um, DVR'd and see what they skip through. <laughs> yeah. Because you know people will just go, okay, well, whatever. Boop, 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 boop. I mean, I just read not too long ago the swimsuit edition. They've never missed a swimsuit edition, have they, of Sports Illustrated? I don't. Are they still doing it? I thought they were done. Yeah, with remember it. they had they had uh, trans women in there. They had oh. uh, larger women in there. But I was under the impression that it was really not of the great interest that it was, like yeah. it used to be when it was Kathy Ireland and. Not yeah. to mention, you can get all that stuff online and well, then yeah. some, of course. Yeah, but people still loved every year. I'm going to ruin this magazine when I get home. I'm disgusted by this. I'm canceling it. I know the letters to the editor were so great, like a month later. Yeah, I think they had fun printing those. (laughs) So I didn't, you know, maybe people will just love it like they always do. I doubt it. We'll see. Um, I heard from some people who were shown movies in high school. (laughs) 
Uh, I love this. I know it's a funny topic. And somebody said that they were shown being there with Peter Sellers. That's a good movie. Yeah. Chauncey. Isn't his name Chauncey? Yeah, Chauncey. It's an old movie. It's a guy who has no clue. And doesn't he become sort of like he's... Everybody thinks he's amazing. And yes. he's funny and, and a trendsetter. He, and he's just actually an incredibly ordinary guy who just sort of stumbles into this. Kind of it's a doofus. To describe. Right. But uh, I guess this was in Russ Gibbs' class. And Russ was the famous Detroit DJ and promoter at the Grandy, Grandy Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Um, who also started the Paul McCartney is Dead thing oh, on radio on Keener. Was it on WKNR? Yeah, I think so. And uh, he said he also took three or four days to uh, teach them the Paul is Dead thing, how that unfoil, unfurled and all that. But the interesting thing is that um, the guy that wrote me said he seemed like he remembered it like it was yesterday. <laughs> so even though maybe it, it doesn't seem like traditional teaching, it that did seem that he certainly remembered those days of class instead of the usual boring muckety-muck. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's see, there was another one from, uh, what was the other list of movies that people were shown? There were a couple that, that I remembered even seeing in school that were just boring. I don't think we ever got to watch fun movies like that. We never had fun in high school. No, didn't you? <laughs> no. Didn't you, you know, the one I remember the most, of course, is the one that when I was in seventh grade, all the eighth graders were like, wait till you see from oh. a girl to a woman in science <laughs> class. That. Oh my God, the tits are incredible. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, those movies, yeah. <laughs> there was so much buildup for that. <laughs> That's was, true. I've seen that. I've watched that. Everybody was so excited when it came up and it was really very clinically done. It really, I can't say it was that fucking exciting. This it was guy, kind of exciting. This guy emailed, and I once watched the movie Stand and Deliver, Edward James Almos. Oh, yeah, that's I think, right. I think, didn't a lot of people learn how to multiply by nine with their fingers? Do you remember that scene? Uh, I like, don't I don't remember that movie very well. It'd be 36. Nobody remember? Okay. Great no. Scene. But he said um, he watched it three times in one day in high school. Spanish class, pre-calc, in television class, he said, Why? One, one could argue it fits all three classes. I also <laughs> saw the movie Selena more than four times, once every year in Spanish class. <laughs> really? And also when there were substitute teachers. I also watched First Night in English class. And when a sex scene came on, the teacher just waved a piece of paper across the screen. <laughs> oh. oh, somebody. And he says, somehow Warren Cousineau became a national blue ribbon exemplary high school during that time. <laughs> For all the movies they're shown. Thanks, Joe. Somebody mentioned having a sub, and they talked the teacher into letting them watch a movie, and I guess there were some sex scenes in the movie, and so the class started laughing, and the teacher was behind the TV. He said, you don't settle down. We're going to turn this off. And so they just settled down and kind of snickered to themselves. And I'm, damn, I wish I could think of what the movie was, but it was something like, it sounded pretty pretty ridiculously inappropriate for, you know, ninth graders or whatever it was. Michael said, um... He uh, was show. Let's see. He saw Romeo. Oh, he said other classes read Romeo and Juliet. We watched West oh. Side Story. It began my obsession with Natalie Wood. Mm. Well, I mean, similar similar storylines though. Romeo and Juliet, West Side Story, right? Right. Yeah, it's based on the same principle. It kind of sure. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what we saw? Did just remember this? We saw the Taming of the Shrew. Really? Yeah, oh. and it was. I, I was so bored. But I do remember Elizabeth Taylor's cleavage. That's all I remember. <laughs> I watched that. It's pretty amazing. Let me bring it up on my phone because it was. It, it's worth look taking another look at. It's that She's impressive. Got to be on Mr. Skin, right? What's that? Um... I don't know if Elizabeth Taylor was ever nude in a movie, but 
Yeah, oh, the, the still, cleavage would probably be in there, yeah. Yeah, he'll still have the Let's picture. See. Wasn't she like in a slip or a lingerie or a bustier yeah. or something yes. weird? Yeah, she was. Yeah. But the movie sucked. I mean, I was so bored. Yeah, it did look super boring. Why would I'm trying to remember, why would we have seen that movie in school? What reason, what class would that have been it's a classic in? Classic film. I didn't I thought it was I mean, I don't want to watch it now. I don't ever want to watch it. it seems to me there's an electricity issue in that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh. See, I hate those clothes oh. anyway, except for the cleavage aspect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, those are yeah. Why did they dress like that? I don't know. <laughs> But so it was weird. I mean, if you like boobs, it was. It was pretty, a, yeah. It was a it was a good boob era. And she did have great boobs. Yeah, no doubt about sure that. Yeah, and she looked good. Yeah, she was like her height of hotness there, huh? Yeah, I, I thought she was extremely beautiful. I did. Which movie? I'm, I got skin up. Taming of the, the Shrew. Shrew. You're right. She is never nude. No, I know it's just bullshit. <laughs> as <laughs> fucked up as she was for as many years. <laughs> She was she was quote unquote nude, but it was a body double and reflections in a golden eye. Oh man! Oh, what is that? I know. Nice. Hey, what's fine? Uh, oh, nice. Ad for Brazzers. Skin. Like, yeah. <laughs> Get off skin. Oh, he does not have um, Taming of the Shrew in here. Really? Oh. Well, what's the next best thing? Oh, they, do they show her ass in that Cleopatra? Cleopatra. Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like they're showing uh. half her butt, which is kind of lame. That's half assed. Wait, who is she? <laughs> She oh, that's kinda, her. Okay. She looks kind of doughy. Yeah. Wow, she does. That's weird. I remember a friend of mine in high school. <laughs> doughy. He went out with this girl, and and somehow, I, I don't even ask me how this conversation came. He's like, yeah, I got second base off her. It's like, okay. And he's, she has mushy boobs. <laughs> how old is she? Everybody was like, Mushy boobs. She's a ninth grader. What's that all about? And every time I saw that girl's picture, because I've seen her like in reunions or reading pictures, I always think, whenever she really has mushy boobs. <laughs> she figure it out. Well, she had big boobs? Um, they were significant, but oh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, but mushy, mushy? Ugh. Oh, it was just a weird and that was, he was a weird guy too. Did he just hear this from like one of his dad's buddies and decided to copy it? Maybe. I don't know. He he was he was kind of a fast guy, as they used to say. <laughs> Boobs! Did, did a lot of chicks, played football, got a lot of fights. No, not Died in a car crash. Yeah, I love titties, so. <laughs> yeah, Died in a car crash at like 24. He's wow. like Steve Carell in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Trying to describe boobs because he's never touched them. It's like what do you say? A grabbing a bag of sand. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, no, I think he was... Oh, I, man, I love titties, so... <laughs> I think he was being sincere, actually. But huh. um, his nickname was Beef. Beef? I know, oh, it really beef. makes me laugh now. Beef At the time, it seemed pretty normal. Yeah, Beef died in a car crash. Oh, he drove like a maniac. A, All uh, through high school. He was the first guy to get his license in my class. Beef was. Uh Actually, the two guys who got their license first both died. Wow. Very young. One of them fell off the top of a building in Chicago. Oh, jeez. Like, was drunk, just partying on a rooftop, like, fifth story or something. I I think he was impaled on him. Oh! And Beef died in a car accident. But one of them had a, this guy, talk about privilege. (laughs) He, his dad got him a... I believe it was a 68 Camaro with giant wheels. And this is like 75. Nice. We were sophomores and I had a late birthday. So I didn't get my license till October 31st, my junior year. 
oh, that sucked. So you were a passenger? Yeah. So these guys had their license like a year before I did. Oh, man. Because they entered school early, unlike me, which is bullshit. God. My parents should have redshirted me. <laughs> it's but, crippling. Yeah, he had that Camaro. He used to lay outrageous rubber all around the school. But he, was, he also was a star football player. Beef, on the other hand, had a souped-up Nova. Wow. And uh, and both of them drove like maniacs. And I don't know how everyone lived through that. It's like guys getting a license at 16 back in our day when everyone mm-hmm. couldn't wait to have their license and right. couldn't wait to drive like an idiot. <laughs> how did everyone live? I don't know. Like, I know rubber, BB. Fewer cars. Does that, does that seem a little weird? It, it does. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. And no seatbelts either. No. Nobody wore seatbelts. Oh, God. My friend John with his Roadrunner. Oh, my God. That Roadrunner was so fast. Yeah. Hemi. Jesus. That was a Hemi. Yeah, and he and then he got a Firebird, which was like an early '70s Firebird, which had a 400 engine, I think, and it was way before all the pollution controls. Like, remember when Camaros and Firebirds became slow? It was like, what? Who would buy a six-cylinder Camaro or six? What? That was crazy. Yeah, he had one of the old ones. It was so. It's not a race car. <laughs> and actually, he he got in an accident in his Firebird in the same area oh. that my brother lost the cops on his 600 cc motorcycle Whoa. when he ditched it God, and said brother. it was stolen. <laughs> what a maniac your brother was! But he was pretty heady, calling it in stolen. Yeah, and they bought it. He was wearing a helmet, which was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't see him. They couldn't see his head. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. But he Those said, are the best lies I've ever heard. I remember him saying, too, that, um, well, if I'd had a 150, I never would have gotten away from the cops. So much for driving a 150. Uh, making a good point there. Yeah. You're bro. He's pretty heady. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if, um, I don't know why the, the Melinda and Bill Gates children are getting in the news lately. But one, one just got married. Is that why? I thought I saw. Yeah, and she bought some super duper expensive house, and so of course all these people were like, "I thought Bill Gates wouldn't give me any money." Because Bill Gates has made a big deal about saying, um, "I think we'll just leave a few million dollars to my yeah, kids, and the rest of it we're just going to give away." The right. kids know the real story. Yeah, it it sounds well, like no, wait, that's not the case. He was together with Melinda then when oh, he said true. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we can get him on their on his side. Well, um, <laughs> by, by, by buying them a house. Yeah, somebody who's trying to win them over. Anyway, there's another daughter who's 20 who, I swear, she, I just see Melinda in her. I can't help it. Right. There's enough Melinda in her. I can't unsee it. <laughs> uh, and she is really pissed because, okay, first of all, she goes to Stanford. She's an influencer, Phoebe Gates. Mm-hmm. Close to Phoebe Gates, isn't it? Oh, yeah. She, um, and this, this made me laugh. She's an influencer. With 195,000 Instagram followers and 64,000 TikTok followers. And it's like, wait, you're Bill Gates and Melinda Gates' kid, and you only have 64,000 TikTok followers? <laughs> That's not much influence, honey. And 195,000 Instagram followers. Can't you have one of daddy's engineers make it so that you've got more? Uh, like, yeah, you would fake think. it. <laughs> no, I, I just thought, oh, God, why do you have to do that? You don't get enough of that in your life. So anyway, she has, the way to describe it is, she has lots of clips of her working off, giving makeup tips and teaching makeup trends Boring. and showing off outfits. And I was like, oh God. So anyway, last year she started dating a, another Stanford student who happens to be African-American. So I guess she said, today, I, this doesn't even make sense to me. She said, I'm done being memed for my interracial relationship. 
can you really say that you're done being memed? No, Isn't you're going to something... get memed more. Yeah, that's really not yeah, You're up just to you. asking to be memed by saying that. <laughs> she's going to come out and say, oh, please use me more as a meme with my interracial boyfriend. Then everybody's like, oh, fuck you. I'm not memeing you. People are such totally assholes. wrong. And I, I felt really bad because when I finished the article, I'm like, Am I for the memers or am I for Phoebe Gates, who's being unfairly memed? You're for the memers. Really having a hard time deciding, but what, what actually is the, having an easy time deciding I'm for the, the memers. Pre, what is the predominant meme for her? Um, I guess, friend. I guess, that's <laughs> funny. There's a lot of memes, which she calls racist. They're suggesting that he's using her for her money, yeah. which I would say, I'm not sure that's racist. I mean, couldn't any guy with Phoebe Gates yes. be considered to be using her for her money? You know what's funny? Yeah. Remember all the shit Bronny James's girl got? And all yeah, the, the white chick. Yeah. Right. Saying that she's a gold digger. Yeah. So... Yeah, goes guess, both ways. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it's pretty much the same way, except selective. Who the famous outrage. person is. Yeah. So yeah, she's tired of being made fun of and all these family conspiracy theories. And I thought you're just going now. People are just going to dig in and pile on now. And by the way, that's her in her bathing suit. Mm, mm, I don't know. Can you go back to that picture of her. Yeah, I was just looking for some of the memes. That's oh, Christ. Get out of here. Robot, yeah, cut it out, out of the way. Yeah, stop cock blocking oh. us, bro. Bible. I, not that she looks fine, but there's her legs that, are too short. Yeah, are they? That's a Melinda trait. Oh, oh yeah. God, she looks like Melinda there. Oh, and Bill looks like he's looking for one of her friends to know. <laughs> <laughs> Bill looks really creepy. Yeah, that's yeah, there's not a. No, she's not a uh, yeah. Remember Raquel? How long Raquel's legs were? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> here's, here's what one guy wrote: Bill Gates about to make a whole new virus just to end this relationship. <laughs> Who would have thought that with the ongoing climate crisis, Bill Gates' daughter would partake in smoking coal? Wow! And it's a black guy oh, who's sure, who's, yeah. tweet- <laughs> who's tweeting it, smoking coal. Oh my god! One. I didn't really think of the double entendre at first. There's another one with Phoebe Gates' boyfriend gets added to the joint checking account. <laughs> Diamonds. <laughs> Diamond everything. <laughs> Kind of glasses. <laughs> a sly smile. See, you're totally for the memers, and you should be. No, the guy funny. is just the guy's just coated in jewelry. <laughs> fucking funny, man. I apologize for laughing so hard. Here's another one. This is uh, when Phoebe Gates hands her black boyfriend a blank check. I have no idea what this <laughs> these is. These are all be. black guys putting these out, by the way. Is there no audio? What is that? It looks like a uh, little little. Uh, oh, he's been turned to. Gold? Yeah, he's yeah. just covered in gold. He's just completely Audio, <laughs> his man. entire body's covered with gold. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It's from uh, the Fresh Prince. Oh, okay. Phoebe Gates and her boyfriend pulling up to Bill Gates' house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> flailing his gun around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Phoebe Gates has a black boyfriend. Young brother, do not pull out. Be great. Be great, peace sign. Oh, shit. See, she played it so wrong. So wrong. Those are great. Those are funny. She should laugh at them. She should retweet them. Yeah, I would think she might laugh at one of those. I would think he might laugh at one of those. But he's her, he's her, her Stanford colleague. Oh, shit, whatever. Do you think Bill laughs at any of them? Maybe. Totally. When What's he's this not looking one? at her friends. You think the racist, Republican, extremist, grifters, conspiracy the- theorist hated Bill Gates before? Wait till they get all of Phoebe Gates' life choices. Oh, that one was uh, so, that yeah, one was that was so. a little wordy. I know, 
think I went for the, the heady thought. Okay, what's this one? It's 2022. Guess what? They're talking about Bill Gates' daughter. And then they show him kissing her. Uh, oh, she's in love. Yeah, That's nice. Oh, no, I'm nothing but happy for her. You know who's on the left? That's Bill Gates. On the right is his youngest daughter, Phoebe Cates, getting kissed by her new boyfriend, Tyrone. Her net worth projected $130 billion. I don't think he is their equal or they're doing 50-50. Just my guess, though. <laughs> who's, yeah. Tyrone. I don't think his name is Tyrone either. Oh God. It's not. <laughs> that guy's racist. Now, that's not, not very funny. Be those, funny. Th- those were, <laughs> all those tweets were black guys. Oh, yeah. Or, well, they were fake accounts with pictures of black guys, it looked to me. What I can see. I don't know. Yeah. Well, just let her be happy. And she is. Yeah, I, you know. Except for the, that first except for the Captain part. Kangaroo. I have a feeling <laughs> she's not very happy that she only has 64,000 TikTok followers. Phoebe Gates? Wouldn't you think she'd have 6 million? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how, she is so boring to people. She can't even get the number of she can't even get the number of TikTok followers that an average person her age would get. Did you what? see this one? Now we know why Bill Gates been telling his kids they ain't gonna inherit shit. <laughs> Jesus, another Christ. brother, another brother. MLK would be proud. What are the comments underneath the bathing suit picture? They're the usual hot. Oh, you know what? Hang on. Oh, let's find out. Give me a second. I got so smoking. Are you becoming a little jaded about men, Trudy? Oh. <laughs> little? Becoming? <laughs> well, that happened years ago. I know. <laughs> and I know better, too, but I've just never seen it so brutally That's out there. because everyone's id is always on now. It's yeah, because of social media. Your id is constantly on. There's the no balance. Attention addiction is full-time. Mm-hmm. And those girls... I just, I swear I can't imagine. I, I try to picture it. I try, I like to think that if the internet was invented, invented in 1975, that the girls I knew would not have done that. But I guess if it meant money in the bank, I suppose a lot of would have done it. Because yes. that's just, a lot of people our age would have done it. I don't know if the people I know would have done it necessarily because it's just, it's so creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, if you're raised on the internet, then yeah. you're naturally going to be surviving that way so. i saw today oh here's something we might want to check out page what's her name the golfer page seriniac yeah, or Seranic. yeah so she started um wait she calls it only page her only fans is called only page and so all these people of course immediately go oh my god what's it cost and you know spend 29.99 or whatever costs a month to see special content from Paige, whatever her name is, the golfer, the great female golfer with the oh. giant tits and the perfect body. Right. Okay, here we go. Wait, let's, here's, here's the Gates commentary. Yes, you have our attention. Yeah. Well, tame. Body, yaddy, 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 which it really isn't. <laughs> All that money and your toes look like that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice her toes. Oh my God, this is a great comic. It's gross. Her toes are gross. Yeah. Killing babies has nothing to do with being shy of your body. What? Oh, because it says my body, my choice. It's a comment she was making. Make sure you and your family stop reproducing. Wow, it's kind of different from the usual. My body, my choice when it comes to vaccines too, the right? Because you know, your dad is trying to make sure the world is only populated by with 1% and all. (laughs) Let's find one. No, too deep. See if anybody yeah. says anything on this one. Get it, Phoebe. Yeah. 
She's just not that pretty. She's, she's trying a, to be. She's a fairy. <laughs> love what? the love the bag. <laughs> she's got some, you know, two thousand dollar bag. Love the bag. Oh, the, now here's a great one. Please, I'm trying to get in touch with Bill Gates, but I just I just can't want you to get help in touch with him. Please, read about us, donate. This is a guy just wanting money from Bill Gates. <laughs> huh. uh, fucking sheep. Uh, yeah. Why don't you post your black boyfriend? <laughs> Which she did, though. There's plenty of pictures of I know. him on here. She's just, oh, boy, these are going to be great. Yeah. Oh, fave couple. Oh my end. Read that N-word. one, Drew. <laughs> Fall in love, irrespective of backgrounds. Appalled by the jackpot comments. Everyone deserves to have and be loved. Yeah. Nice. Um, doing your part for BLM. Oh my God. <laughs> Congratulations. BBC wins all the girls in this world. <laughs> <laughs> she hit the jackpot. I bet she's happy. <laughs> my man in the Denzel voice. <laughs> he is winning. Oh, he is so really? handsome, and you look stunning. There's really no creepers on here. No, 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 no there's nothing pictures, to creep on. No, no her pictures aren't skanky enough. Skank oh, it up, Phoebe. You don't want her to. You don't want her to read a creeping comment of yours. Oh, maybe that's why she has so. Oh few God, she followers. looks scary there. She's trying to look sexy, and she looks just oh like, my God, like yeah. a scary Melinda. That's a look that says, "You are not leaving this dinner table until we're all done." <laughs> yep, you got it. Oh my God, what a bummer. Yeah. He knows that's a possibility that could happen to him. <laughs> oh, and she's trying to be wacky, funny in that one too, and it's just not no, at okay. all. Uh, hey, Christina Gennari is our realtor from KW Domain Real Estate. Uh, we're getting into the hot season pretty soon here, and Christina's been doing this a long time. So if you're thinking about selling your home, listing your home, or you need help deciding, Call Christina Gennari. She knows this game, and she's got a fabulous team behind her. So when it's time to move, go with the obvious choice. Christina Gennari. Go to soldchristina.com. Uh, call or text her. If you have any questions, this is how relationships are made. It doesn't have to be something that there's a listing in it right away. These things take time. Please call or text her. She'd love to hear from you about your property or about any property. 248 550 and uh, Trudy, you want to tell everybody how to get Andiamo's tickets? Oh, yeah, because you get to hear the real story with White Boy Rick, hosted by Detroit journalist Charlie Liddell in a one-on-one, no-holds-barred interview live at Andiamo's Celebrity Showroom in Warren. Saturday, March 18th, White Boy Rick will be telling the fascinating story of his life before, during, and after prison audience members have a chance to ask questions throughout the evening. Uh, tickets on sale now at ondiamoshowroom.com or 586-268-3200. VIP meet and greet packages also available. Don't want to miss the real story. White Boy Rick one-on-one with Charlie LaDuff at the Andiamo Showroom uh, Saturday, March 18th. And uh, it is almost boob season. You know, Victoria's... Oh, boob season, really? Isn't that, totally isn't that is. January 1st to December 31st? <laughs> 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 Victoria's Secret may be like, oh, all boobs are beautiful. But if you're not boobs. happy with your boobs, you can take them to Dr. Roche and he'll make them better because that's what he's good at. He does. Totally good. And um, in the month of March, they have $500 off breast augmentation or a breast lift. If you don't want to augment them, you can... Lift them fairly, works unobtrusively. Very well. Works very well. 
It's March Gladness at Dr. Roche's Spring Specials, which also include a quick way to get into your bikini with liposuction. Get one area of lipo complimentary when you schedule your lipo surgery or emerald laser treatments. That's an overall way of fighting fat at $250 off a package of six treatments of the emerald laser, the newest way to fight fat. And that's absolutely unobtrusive. It's, you know, non-invasive in any way. You just lay there and it blows fat up. All around you. Two four eight three three eight eleven ten is the number at Dr. Roche's office. One Moss is in one I more. I want to squeeze him. There's one more. Thank you. Pam. Ombre by Pam. Um, Public Adjusters, Michigan. Uh, a lot of people have uh, downed limbs. I was fortunate none of them fell on my house. But if one of them fell on yours, you should call Pam because Public Adjusters of Michigan represent you with your insurance company. They're like an interface. If you have burst pipes or any other property claims that you want to run by the insurance company, let them handle it for you. They handle claims processes so that you're not in the middle of it and won't say the wrong thing. If you're currently in the middle of a claim, Pam Evil will even step in then to help you get more than the insurance company offers. Callpamfirst.com is the way to get on, <clears throat> get with them, or you can uh, click the logo on our website. Pam! Pam. I even like the name! Pam! Uh, Pam! Uh, Pam! Since we were talking about social media, um, Mark, I have it queued up on Bill Maher. He has a top 10 list. He's talking about how TikTok has these filters right. that yeah. can make you look... 30 years younger. Uh-huh. I mean, it's crazy. And so all these old guys are hitting on these teen girls <laughs> with Jeez. this app. It's fucking crazy. But anyways, the top 10 is a, or a list of ways you can tell nice. that the guy's much oh. older than his picture. So I got it <laughs> queued up on real time. Okay. Well, you did have sure it queued, it's up. queued up. Yeah, I absolutely had it queued up. Are you looking at the wrong show, maybe? Uh, is it the one with Bernie Sanders? That's yeah, the most that's one. it. It should be a 32... I'm going to say it's at 3220 about. Bernie is on? Fucking cute it. What the fuck? (laughs) I feel like Mike Clark right now. (laughs) Except you're showing me a lot more mercy than we showed Mike Clark. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) Juggling a lot of things here. Tormenting Mike Clark. Yeah, 3220, I'd say. um, I hope. Yeah, that's one of the reasons there. So it's it's a little bit before that. It's before that. Bernie on TikTok. Did I see... There was a Bernie Sanders photo bombing of some sort of TikTok dan- dance or something at the mall. God, I hope. Did not see that. <laughs> a dark side to TikTok. They're completely rotting the brains of an entire generation of people. And worse than that, they apparently now have the ability to get young girls to think that older men are actually teenagers yeah. talking to them. I saw this. Can you show this picture? This is this is what you can do. Look at this guy. Look at that. That's how what he really looks uh, like. And then you can see looks the like filters, shit as a younger talk person to too. somebody looking like this. Not this guy in particular. Don't write him. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought as a public service, we would, in case you're on TikTok and you're a young girl watching this show, you'll see this. Uh, be careful because there are signs that the teenager you're talking to might actually be an older man. Would you like to hear some of these? Okay, like. <laughs> Uh, when you ask him to talk dirty, he says, I hear Kevin Costner may leave Yellowstone. <laughs> uh, when you ask him he's ever gone viral, he says, once on To Catch a Predator. That's, uh... <laughs> Boy, these pictures of these guys are... <laughs> when he brags about his dick, he says he's hung like Milton Berle. Well, that's a, that is a giveaway. Uh, he, he... <laughs> 
He asked you where you were when Reagan was shot. (laughs) His idea of an influencer is Dale Carnegie. Uh, He knows the three branches of government. Well, that's a giveaway right there. Wow, Um, that one's really young. The BuzzFeed survey he's excited about is which Jake and the Fat Man character are you? (laughs) Uh, On the bookshelf behind him, you can see a framed Dilbert cartoon. (laughs) Nice shot. He mails you a dick pic. And there's a nameplate on his desk that says Congressman Matt Gates. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Oh, great Strong. list. Was Russell Brand on that show? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. He was, the podcast. he was quite full of himself. I didn't get that far. That's my, like, <laughs> lame-ass <laughs> <know>. excuse. <laughs> um, it was funny when we asked you, you brought something up and, and said, did you hear us talking about it on the podcast? And you said, no. Like, you're being real defensive. And we had not talked about it, by the way. <laughs> at all. Oh, really? I can't remember what it no, was. You're testing me. But I felt bad for you at Trapping that moment. Trapping me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Russell Brand was um, was quite verbose. And uh, he, had, he made some interesting comments. Um, He's always... The audience was quite amused by him. He was... Yeah. I've watched his podcast... Or listen to his podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a video. There probably is a video version, but I've watched it. And I find him to be sometimes just a little too blabby, wordy. Exhausting. Yes. Yeah. However, on the Mars show, I thought he was really funny, probably because it's a better format for him right. when he's yeah. the guy piping in. Yeah. But when, it, when he's the host, I just... I don't know. I want to give him another try because I've seen him on two things lately. I don't, is he out promoting a book or something? I don't know. I don't know. He's, what a he's, he's been out there. and uh, I thought he was enjoyed. always very entertaining. Yeah, generally I, I do find him entertaining. And I'm surprised. What happened to his movie career? I don't he know. was good in, what was the movie where? Um, get him to the Greek. Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Marshall too, yeah. And, yeah great, Sarah Marshall. Greek. Yeah. Yeah, and get him to the Greek. So what happened? Is he still doing movies? I don't know. He dated Katy Perry after that, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Mar- kind did of blew he, up and... Wait, did he marry Katy Perry? I don't... Did he? Um, they were ve- they were, they were very much a couple. Yeah, and I don't remember married. quite they what were. happened. They were married for two years, yeah. You I, got married seems like again. an odd match. Uh, do you guys... I'm just curious. Do you think you would like Katy Perry if she just bopped in the no, room right now? not one bit. No? No. She's too bubbly. Um, I've never, I've never liked her. In any She'd be too much. Yeah. yeah, a little overbearing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, that's exactly how I felt, and I just feel like she's. Unless that's how she turns it on. Maybe the word phony. Yeah, I think she's uh, but always I don't, on and yeah. show busy. Right. Then I saw her doing the pics on Saturday morning, and I thought she yeah. was really cute. I really, I, I thought she was funny. She was quick. She was, I mean, that's very spontaneous, and I, I thought she did really well. Yeah, but even that became a bit of a like, um, like a sketch or whatever because she had the corn dogs and the fucking jersey, and I yeah, she's maybe she's just played out. She's exhausting. Too. I'm surprised those two didn't exhaust each other. When was her last hit? Oh, she's because she had a string of number ones, and then Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, a new hit, like um, Roar or something like. I mean, I remember she had all those hit records. She had like ten number ones in seven years. I mean, really so had a hot trite. streak. <laughs> they're so pointless. I know, I know. They're supposed to be these Let's big see. epics. 
Let's see what was her last. I, I just one. don't feel like she's had a big hit in the last five or six years. No, she hasn't really even put anything out. Well, she's Walking living with hair. Orlando Bloom. So does she need to? Really? She's mm, in maybe not. What TV show is she a part of? Oh I, yeah, American she, Idol? Idol. Yeah, she's on American Idol. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And does anybody watch American Idol anymore? <laughs> You know, I think I they do a, a decent audience for 2023, but that's a show that used to do 25 million people. Yeah. And so for that show to say, hey, we're still doing 6 million, you know, I guess there's, it's enough to keep them going, but it's not, it just doesn't have the zeitgeist it did. I mean, it really owned the country for about five years. She had three number one albums in a row, and then the last one in 2020 hit number five. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's it's uh, not a good sign. Look, I don't recognize any of the songs on there. I have to stop watching TV, but here's another Norfolk Southern train just plowing oh, shit down. Another one in Ohio, yeah. <laughs> it's not hazardous. Uh, they had another one in Kansas like two days ago. Yeah, we're, we're just going to hear about every single derailment, no matter how bad it is, uh, well, for a while now. I'm surprised we didn't hear about any of them before. They had to be happening, right? Of course. <laughs> Sure, I feel like they happen all the time, and now we're just paying well, attention to it. We'll forget like about balloons. it. Yeah, like balloons. Now, is anyone talking about balloons now? No. No one has even <laughs> followed up on what happened to the balloons. Can we call that, do you think we call that balloon guy now? <laughs> would he answer the phone? Uh, the Remember the bottle cap, cap balloon brigade? people? Yeah, they absolutely would not answer the phone. None of them. For days, Bentley was trying to call him. One guy picked up the phone and said, I don't have anything to say, and hung up. Right. Because I think what happened was- The feds was, were after him. Yeah, for yeah. about a day, the feds were like, what are you doing up there with that weather balloon? <laughs> and they just were scared shitless, and they wouldn't talk to anyone, and I have a feeling they probably have their guard back down, because I'd, I'd love to hear the story, and honestly, I haven't seen them talking to anyone anywhere, and frankly- I'd like to know what we shot down and why we shot it down. And what about all the... Do you know how many balloons are up there? Um, Tons. The no. Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade has another 18 up. Really? We yeah. launch like 60,000 weather balloons a day, too, don't we? Like no, all so at the same time. Or what the fuck were we doing? That's probably an exaggeration number. We launch a bunch all the time. I, I just don't understand why that story just goes... Because mm, we, we all just really enjoyed shooting a missile at a balloon, so why not do it a few more times? <laughs> well, I was just interested in, in understanding what the fuck we were doing and why we did it. And, you know, we never really know what the first balloon we got a little bit of information about. It. I don't know. It, was, it didn't seem played out to me, but I'll tell you what is played out. I'm so played out in Ukraine. I'm Ukrained out. <laughs> I have no interest in Ukraine whatsoever. Really? I mean, something just incredible is going to have to happen over there for me to take interest in it again. <laughs> I mean, you guys actually follow, if the Ukraine story comes out, you go, oh, I got to see this. Not one bit. No, not anymore. Do you uh, fast forward? I don't fast forward, but I Oh, just I fast kinda, forward I, I just, immediately. I, I immediately lose attention and probably look at my phone because I know it's only going to last two minutes. If it's not the first story, I probably won't watch 10 seconds of it. Well, if it's not the first story, it's not that important. Right, exactly. I think it was um, 60 Minutes, but I wasn't sure if it was a rerun because it seemed like the same, same thing. Yeah. Scott Pelley, Ukraine story. Um, yeah. How about this girl was a doctor. She got kidnapped by Russia, and she told her baby, you will not get born till I get back in Ukraine. What? And the baby waited. It's crazy. Well, baby you know, did not wait. That baby, baby doesn't waited. know. There's some human interest stories, I'm sure, but otherwise, I don't know. It's just like it just seems like we send them another baby, a few billion every so often. And I know they want F. Don't they want F-15s? And we're F-16s. I think we're, and we're, training, we're training like two pilots over here. I'm like two. 
Okay. I mean, go big or go home. Um, David Byrne was on 60 Minutes last night. It was. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. He's kooky. Um, I thought the, the, well, there were a lot of funny things about it, but the funniest was the first video of them at CBGB where he goes, we're talking heads and this is a psycho killer. <laughs> it was like he was apologizing or something. And then they played, you know, an early version of Psycho Killer. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And I was... I love the big suit, the square suit I know. that he wore. I need to see Stop Making Sense again. Yeah. Because I went to the theater and saw that. And, and Talking Heads, honestly, of that period, which I love that period of music, 80s, early 90s. I mean, really into the 90s. But my wheelhouse is when I was getting out of, you know, when I was in college radio. And then yeah. afterwards, the five, six years afterwards, the, the early and mid to late 80s. And Talking Heads were right there. Yeah. I mean, they were... Was Talking Heads 77 their first album? Oh. Going Psycho Killer. Yeah, I think it was. And um, <clears throat> Take Me to the River and, you know, all those vid videos on MTV. And they were just such a great band. And I remember, I've read a lot about, because I got, uh, was it Tina Weymouth's book or, or yeah. her husband's book? Because they're both she, in the band. She looks like she was having a good time. Yeah, no, they were they were a very happy band until he went nuts. <laughs> he just wanted to do something else. You know, I get it. Not bad for a second song he ever wrote, right? Oh, yeah. it's so much that it's the baseline though. Yeah, Tina Weymouth. You know what I watched for the first time in my life? What? 60 Minutes Overtime. Did you? I actually went to the website and oh. watched 60 Minutes Overtime because I was going, for more on Dateline, watch Dateline Overtime. You know, all those shows do it, and I never go. I'm well, like, yeah, no, you gave me all the best stuff. Yeah, but, they're not going to put the good stuff on overtime. But for David Byrne, uh, frankly, I thought it was worth going into overtime because he was talking about writing songs, and um, or a few songs anyway, and burning down the house. He heard, I think it was Parliament Funkadelic, uh, screaming, burning down the house, let's burn it down, let's burn down the house or something. And he goes, that's a song title. Yeah. Which is how a lot of those great writers, they just pick up sayings, you know, like eight days a week. Ringo said, we've been working eight days a week. You know, and Paul goes, oh my God, that's a great song title. And yeah. That's how it's done. Yeah. But or like Eminem writes down and he has that giant, like, raft of papers that he's written down oh. things. All those years. But the, the flag thing... That they were showing David Burns flags, where oh, yeah. you have people yeah. with flags and weapons on. That All was the most bizarre thing. And his projects, but it was you know, cool. it was cool. No, I thought it was all cool, and I I appreciate what he's doing. He seems like a an absolute workaholic who loves every minute of it, and rides his bike all over New York City. That's so funny. Whatever, nerd. <laughs> no, no, he's a total nerd. Here, nerd. But I have to admit, I was very disappointed. To continually read, <laughs> usually from Tina France or t I'm sorry, Chris France and Tina Weymouth. Wait, is that Chris France married to Tina uh, Weymouth or is it Jerry Harrison? I see. I get the members mixed up. Who's the drummer that's married to Tina Weymouth? Anyway, I think it's France. They, um, I think it's his book that I read, 
And they've all been quoted various times as being very disillusioned, disappointed with the end of Talking Heads because it was never really explained to them that this is over and this is why. And people always need that. But he just sort of gradually drifted away. And Anderson Cooper asked him. Trapped door. He did trap. He trapped Dort out of Talking Heads. He really did. And I just thought, God, that's. I don't want that. I like that band. I want to have a better ending, at least a more reasonable ending. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Also, (laughs) it was totally an okay bye. And then the other thing was that you know Tina said, yeah, and we didn't really talk to him until the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. And they reunited and they played. And by the way, they sounded great. Yeah. And then they didn't really talk to him again. And I was thinking, God, that's so weird. How could you be part of something like that? And then, you know, of course, Anderson Cooper asked him, which is the first thing I wanted him to ask. Well, why not just do one more tour? Or, you know, is there any chance? No. Really? See ya. No, he's just done. He just, he did that. Okay, he's more interested in the stuff he's, <laughs> he likes the stuff he's doing now. He likes world music. He likes... Latin a, music. It's a real he shame. Likes. No one else likes it, though. <laughs> I know. I look. <laughs> he does, really does not want to give the audience what ev- they want. That Evita thing is bizarre, but really actually, bizarre, but pretty interesting. It, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like that too. I want to see that. I want to see that. I, I want to see that show. No, how often do I say that? I want, I want to go to Broadway and see that show. Yeah, I'd probably Evita? be amused for a Fucking short awful. time. Well, it's not. Is it Evita? What is it? Um, is what they in? were playing Talking Head songs. Oh, then it's got to be with about thing. twenty people. Wait, is that when he's barefoot with all those people yeah. on stage? Mm-hmm. He did that one that he did that show here. That's the one Gary Graff really, really liked. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the, the music it. sounded really good. Oh, by the way, I thought of Gary today because uh, Gary Rossington died. Oh, that's right. Okay, hold that thought for a second. Yeah. So, I I thought about um, you know, God, you know, I I understand what he's saying, and you know, he is a really nerdy guy. He's probably on the spectrum somewhere. I don't know. I hate when people say that as if it's supposed to explain something because someone's on the spectrum. Therefore, this is why that happened. Uh, He's just not a great communicator. He said, yeah, that's one thing that attracted me to art is it's a way to express myself because I never could express myself. And he liked, what did he like doing as a kid? He liked um, uh, listening to music and reading lyrics and learning how to play songs. And he could just stay in that rabbit hole for you know, forever record things and then read his like books and stuff, whatever his niche book. Thing yeah. Was. It was a real booksy guy. Other people go outside are, nerd. Get <laughs> out, go. But he was perfectly happy being that way. And, and what I honestly, I, what made me sort of broke the log jam in my brain over it was, I was like, you know, people used to ask me about zip a lot. You know, what is more so people not from Detroit, like people that I knew from Boston and from Phoenix. Cause we were there a longer time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, God, I didn't talk to him for the longest time. The longest time. And it is weird. But, you know, it's like it was done and he moved on. We moved on. And and then but then we had him on the podcast in 2016 in November because it was 25 years since he and I started at Riff. And it was like it was like he like we had never spent a minute apart. It was really a fun show. Well, Mark, you were here for that show. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was a really fun show. And it's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that again sometime. Yeah, definitely. But it's it is such a shame that, and I didn't get the impression that uh, David Byrne gave it as much thought as I gave in that ten minutes while I was thinking about it. I don't think he feels he much regret. He did, and he came to this conclusion. 
Okay, bye. <laughs> Same conclusion. He thought about it plenty. You're he doesn't right. want to do it. He did. He didn't want to do it. He had nothing to do with it. Just that simple. I guess I was just disappointed that, uh, you know, in what limited exposure I've had to Tom Tom Club and to Chris Franz and Tina Weymouth and Jerry Harrison, who all are who are really talented, and they've all done stuff on their own. I mean, that's a really talented band when you think about it. I'm just surprised that they wouldn't ever want to talk to each other or hang out or do something or go to a wedding or, you know, yeah, something. And uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I got the impression they had a great time. Right? So, well, three you know, of them. I mean, it's funny, you want those things in other people, and then you don't even do them in your own world, but <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. So I, I guess it's a little more resolved in my head. Not that it was that heavy. Anyway, yeah, Gary Rossington died. Leonard Skinner, that big band, mm. that was a really big band. I mean, at times, nine or ten people were in that band. Yeah. When they toured, you know, they had the um, the Skinnerdettes or whatever, the singers and right. Cassie Gaines and a couple others. And they had multiple guitar players and they had a keyboard player and they had two drummers at times. And I mean, they, it was a big, big band. Every last member is dead. Every last original member of Leonard Skinner is dead now. They're a cover band. Yeah. They're still going to tour. It's crazy. I think they tour. I think they finished touring, didn't they? Did they? I thought they announced Are that they, they were done. Well, they're never, nobody's ever done. <laughs> I mean, I'd be surprised if Johnny Van Sant didn't right. get it back out there again. But yeah. that <clears throat> Gary Rossington was 71, correct? Yes. So is that the approximate age Ronnie Van Sant would be and uh, yeah, Artemis Pyle so. and sure. all those guys? Yeah. Oh, boy. They, um, I mean, they're coming to Pine Knob. <laughs> oh, they are? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're not so right. done after August all. August 26th. No, not at all. <laughs> Did you see them when they were with Kid Rock? There was Cypress Hill and Leonard Skinner night. And we ended up getting tickets to Leonard Skinner before Kid Rock. No. Night. It was like, how many shows ago was that? Oh, I, Leonard Skinner was opening for Kid Rock? Yeah. Was it Ford Field? I think it was years ago. Field, yeah, it was but yeah, it was kind of a big deal. Ago. Yeah. But um, I was rereading the story about the plane. <laughs> Uh, Trudy, I was reading the Rolling Stone story from 2017. I just read Wikipedia because, uh, you know, Rolling Stone and its paywall. But yeah. Oh, Wikipedia, okay. Yeah. But, oh, well, I happen to be reading the Rolling Stone story, ooh, which is far better research. But the funny, the funny, I mean, it was tragic, but funny because they're like, Aerosmith wanted this plane for their tour and they had their inspector guys come and they're like, uh-uh, no way, stay away from yeah. that. That's, that's a death trap. And, uh, and for some reason, the pilot's like, ah, oh, I think it's got one more flight in it. It was going to be their last one. I, I and can't. It was. It's really hard to read that and just not really feel bad because yeah. the the previous flight there were flames shooting ten feet out yeah. the engine, right? And the whole band. Well, no, about half the band was saying, "I'm not getting on that plane again." When they got off, yeah. And the other half of the band was like, "Look, we got a gig. They say it's okay." And Ronnie Van Zant said. Hey, look, when it's your time to die, you're going to die. Jeez. And we got a show to do. Yeah. And I think they had just been assured by the mechanics and by yeah. enough people that they could go. And their new plane was ordered and was waiting for them mm. after one more flight. God. And then they crash into a swamp God. in the middle of no fucking where right. in Mississippi. I mean, the worst place in terms of being able to get help. Oh, my God. What a terrible story that is. Yeah. I mean, imagine 
you know, the people that survived, the amount of incredible pain they were in, and it's taking people forever to get there because they're in the middle of nowhere, and it's it, the weather is shitty, it's raining and wet, and oh, God, was that an awful story. Yeah, that is just horrible. What's he doing up there? Cassie Gaines was like, I'm just going to drive it. I don't want to go on that plane. Yeah, I'm going to drive it, and they're like, come on, Cassie, no, come on, talk her onto the plane. Talked into going on the flight. Yeah. And which uh, Van Zandt was laying on the floor because he John, was hungry. Ronnie, it was, Ronnie. It was Ronnie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he went a flying. Yeah. And wow. I know that was really, wow, one of the truly dark days in the history of rock and roll. And it reminds me, I was watching A Crime to Remember, which is a an ID show that I kind of recommend if you're a true crime person because it's about old crimes oh. that... A Crime to Remember does not cover stuff that you've seen on Dateline in 2020 and 48 Hours really? because, for example... They're classic crimes. <laughs> they are classic crimes. Classic yeah, crime. it's classic true crime, just like classic rock. <laughs> it's like the WCSX of true crime. <laughs> and so I'm watching one on Saturday, and I'm like, what? What is this? Why have I never heard this story? It was a story about a United flight in 1955 that was blown up. A United Airlines flight really? blown up in mid-air. Mm. Wow. I know. Exactly. I was like, wait, there was a flight blown up in 1955? It was Clark at the time. It. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, just about born, I think. Playing, block, playing with blocks. Early born. No, probably not with blocks. He didn't get to blocks until he was eight when Kennedy was assassinated, <laughs> um, as he tells it. But, uh, you know, they were they were describing it and they were showing footage of, you know, airports in 1955 and just how dressed up everyone got. Yeah, it was right. really an event to fly. Thank God. Thank God that's changed. People got all dressed up and there were 44 people on the plane. And when it blew up in the middle of nowhere, and I'm trying to think of where it blew up. I remember it? when I was young, I'd go on an airplane and I'd walk up, airplane? I'd buy a ticket, I'd go on a plane. Nobody thought about bombs and nobody thought about security. You'd walk in, you'd give the... Ticket to the person at the gate. <laughs> anyway, everyone in this very rural area heard this explosion. Uh, and next thing you know, parts, giant parts, are raining down in this big field. And the entire town descends on this wreck. Longmont, Colorado? Thank you. That's it's, right. Den it, flew out of Denver. Yeah, United Flight 629. Hmm. And it, it uh, flew out of Denver, and it didn't get far before it exploded in midair. And, you know, in 1955, just like they do now, they put the plane back together. They got all the parts, they uh -huh. got it, which were spread out in a wide area because of the explosion. If a plane just crashes, the parts will scatter. But if it's blown up in midair, the, the parts are much more scattered. They always think of Pan Am uh, 103 or whatever yeah. over Lockerbie. Lockerbie. Yeah. So the bodies were also scattered around. Ugh. So they had people out there with flashlights, and they would just have a flashlight over somebody. We've got a dead body over here. Oh, and they would just God. collect them one by one, and it was a laborious process, even though there were 44 people. All right, so who did it? Uh, the guy that did it was the son of a female passenger. I think her name was Daisy. And Daisy had gotten divorced, which was unusual at that time in the 50s, and the son, she had been unable to raise the... She could not afford her kids. And I think she put her son in an orphanage. Oh. And then she got him out of the orphanage later on, like much later on. Like it was always haunted her. But she just was struggling single mom. And uh, and when she did, he always held this incredible bitterness. Oh. 
And so she was always trying to make it up to him. They had started an ice cream shop together and the ice cream shop burned to the ground and there was an insurance claim and nothing was was weird about that (laughs) until they determined that it was Daisy's luggage that blew up over Colorado. And so they busted the son who had put the dynamite in the plane, dynamite in her bag with a timer and blew up the plane with it. This is this is interesting. It says and you could buy flight insurance at the that's airport. That's what I was gonna say. Then. Yeah, I never heard of that. That's I know. crazy. It was like a vending machine. You would put what? it in, it would spit out the policy, and you would turn in the policy to it like a kiosk. Oh my god, What's really? Ins- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but, air travel's a lot different back then. Yeah, there was already insurance on Daisy, but Daisy had, I think, been Bought instructed some. to buy more at the airport. Mm. And so this was her scumbag kid who was still bitter, and he was like, fuck her. And so wow. he blew her up and the plane up, and did he get death? That's I what I was looking for. the gas see. chamber, I think, I want to say. Yeah, gas chamber. Yeah. Right chamber on. 11, 57. Yes. Mm-hmm. And here's the most incredible thing. A year later, Dwight D. Eisenhower, they, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, I think, sponsored, or maybe it was a presidential proclamation that you are not allowed to blow up planes. <laughs> you need a rule well, for that's that? That's nice. Yeah. They, they actually created a law about blowing up planes. It was also, it also became a movie, the uh, part of a movie, the FBI, FBI story starring Jimmy Stewart. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Was he on the plane? Well, well what was he on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy some life insurance. I'm being held captive. <laughs> the words he never got out. Breaking news with Mort Krim. You're not going to believe it. it. It's happened again. What? Airplane, airplane related story here. Oh. Is uh, Joe Biden getting on a plane? No, no, he's not going to slip, is he? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Don't, don't spoil it if I can just get this fucking thing to play here. And given the salute there before he boards Air Force One, just like that, he touched down not even four hours that ago. Was a quick trip, but as you said, very impactful. That was it? Right as she says, a quick trip. He just stumbles up the stairs for the fourth time. Do you think as he's walking up the stairs, he's going, don't stumble, don't stumble, yes. don't stumble. He's so probably psyching himself out yeah, at this it's point. It's in his head that he's going to fucking stumble. Can't he just get an escalator? I love, I love, I love the way how he, he stumbles on two steps and then he hurries up the next four or five <laughs> like he's making up the time. <laughs> It's like an information dump when Clark yes. would get something wrong. It's like, yeah, but look at all the stuff I can do. God. The um, aviation issues of the day, too. Matthew McConaughey was on one of those planes that, where was it? Oh, yeah, they were on one was of the planes the one, that, that had a really, uh, a really steep, quick fall. Steep drop, like 2,000, was it 2,000 miles? 2,000 feet. Feet. <laughs> Two, no, not 2,000 <laughs> miles. miles. 2,000 feet. Flying and, in from Mars. Yeah, and people were oh. barfing and, you know. yeah. It sounded like a real mess. And then they were, I think they the plane landed and they were diverted or they were put on yes. another flight or something. And then the same thing happened. Yep. They had more turbulence on the next flight. What? Yep. yep. And then there's- Why is this- he flying commercial? Yeah, why isn't he private? Well, it was his oh, girlfriend was, or his wife. Was he on the plane with her? Yeah, yeah he yeah. was there too. Yeah. You okay. see him in the background of the wow. picture going, I'm all right, all right, all right. <laughs> she did, the, she did the, the post. But you know what was most interesting about the 1955 story was- I thought they did a good job of expressing this, too, was that this crime was just the most incredibly shocking thing that nobody in America could believe that anyone would do something like that. Wow. We were so innocent. (laughs) Yeah, we were. I mean, really. I mean, that that was every quote, every piece of audio was, 
who in the world would do such a thing? I mean, they were totally sincere. Like, they just couldn't believe someone would blow up a plane. It was, and a lot of people didn't believe it. They thought, no, it's got to be a malfunction. It's got to be related to the fuel. It's got to be something like that. And eventually, they were forced to face the fact that, no, someone blew up a plane. Someone in the United States of America blew up a plane. Uh. And I have to say, if it happened now, would anybody really go oh no that couldn't happen <laughs> again they did again Ugh, whatever yeah um there was that, that turbulent story though there was that other turbulent story about a private jet where the person yeah. died in the plane yeah and the fbi is investigating it now and saw so i was thinking it's like is this a murder <laughs> where they tried to play it off oh. as turbulence oh and they just right? like dropped just, altitude yeah, yeah. Just, just hit somebody on the you want to murder someone take them on a private plane that's a knock brilliant them over the idea. head and go oh it's crazy we hit turbulence oh, uh Mark. we all had our seatbelts on i don't know what this broad was doing but she's dead <laughs> i was pretty genius when i was rereading that i was like i mean why else would the fbi be investigating that yeah right? that is it pretty would have weird. to be almost foul play Isn't the faa um i was i was remembering somebody cl- crashed in the everglades yes and i thought it a- was a Banned, but I, I guess it wasn't. But that was Value Jet five ninety two. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it was like I recall 96, that. 96, 95, 96. Alligators were eating. Yeah, some of those people. Oh, there a famous athlete on that or a football? Yeah, player? somebody famous was on it. Wow, I do. I feel like we were on Riff then. Yeah. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. Value Jet. Whatever happened to them? Was that the uh, end of them? <laughs> didn't it become Jet Blue after that? Did it really? Well, Southwest just had a major incident too. Uh, they were flying to RDU in Raleigh from. Baltimore, and there was, I guess, a lot of circling and stuff, and then there was turbulence, and they were like, eh, dude, weather, let's just go to Myrtle Beach. And next thing you know, they land at Myrtle Beach, and the flight, first of all, the flight sat on the tarmac in Baltimore for a while, so it was late leaving. Then it was an exceptionally long flight, because they were trying to figure out whether to land in Raleigh or not, I guess they circled, and then they diverted to Myrtle Beach. So they landed at Myrtle Beach much later than expected, and then the airport was closed. So what you think you'd know that? I know they just dumped the people in the airport. Wait, wait, wait! They allowed them to get off the plane after two hours. <laughs> after two hours of sitting there, they're like, "Yeah, somebody's going to let you in the airport, but yeah, everything's we closed." We don't have a oh, gate. God. It's uh, crazy. Can you guys just sit on the plane for two hours? As the yeah, airport's so closed. They sat on a plane for two hours. Huh. They went in the airport, and they're like, uh, what about our luggage? Well, we can't get you your luggage. You can't get us our luggage. No. So they basically putzed around um, in a closed airport for four hours oh my God. until they got a, pl- a flight to take them to uh, Raleigh. Jesus. And in the four hours in the airport, of course, this would happen. Some somebody went to a closed bar and said, "Well, uh, I'll make you drinks from behind the bar." And they started making drinks from from the bar. <laughs> yeah, why not? There was ice, there was alcohol, and they could get there. Awesome. So why not? Perfect. So Did they was, get in trouble? I don't. I no, wondered it, that. I doubt it. How dare the airlines to? They probably would threaten them. Yeah. Give me a lot of trouble. It violates FAA laws, <laughs> even though we left you on a tarmac yes. for two hours, which also violates FAA laws, except we don't care about that. So does dumping people. <laughs> uh, did you want to call the balloon guy? You mentioned it a while ago. Um, the, uh, bottle cap the bottle cap balloon brigade. Did you still want to call If we them? still have the numbers, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to dial one up? Which, yep. which guy? The same guy Jim said that yelled at him. <laughs> That's what he told me. Okay, what's his first name? Uh, let's see here. It is Bert Karen. Bert. Is it Bert Karen? Bert. 
Everybody loves this song. He was acting like a Karen to Jim. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There aren't very many balloon songs, are there? Um, When you knock it out of the park with this one. 99 Luff Balloons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nina. Spud drugs. Hi, Scott. I can't get to the phone Scott. right now. Scott. You leave your name and number. I'll get back Scott. to you as soon as I can. Thank you. Okay. Tell us, Scott. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press hang 5. Up, Mark. Jeez. Do you want to try the other one? Yeah, I guess. Why not? I think it's odd that no one cares. I would think some journalists would be interested if nothing else. Yeah, like, we're onto something what else. were you doing? <laughs> I'm also mad that uh, Richard Heaney never called us back. Yeah. Stupid Heaney. I mean, he, he's he got only, a new. He only has a short window to comment on things. Do you have some new capers? <laughs> oh, I know. They are, they are caper filled. <laughs> this number doesn't even work, Jim. Oh, there it goes. Finally. It's still Bert. Hello. Hey, is this Bert? Uh, this is. Hey, Bert. It's uh, Drew calling from the Drew and Mike show. Uh, how you doing, man? Okay. Um, we were just calling to find out uh, about the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. If you guys are, are you still flying balloons? Well, the club doesn't have anything to do with it. The uh, North Shore Radio Club. So, um, uh, it's a it's a privately uh, run group. Uh, the Kerry Willis is in charge of. I see. And. Um, and he's not. He's not answering any public requests. I see. Closing him off the website. But you guys, I mean, you, there was nothing wrong with the balloons you were flying. They were just weather balloons, weren't they? There weren't even weather balloons. They were. They were balloons that we tracked with uh, uh, repeaters. Uh, I mean, receivers around the world just to see how, where, and how they go, and how far we can uh, receive the signal Fun. from. Yeah. So it was. It was traversing the earth, was it not? Yes, it was. And I, I heard it was on its seventh or eighth trip around when it was shot down. Is that accurate? Well, we don't we don't know if it was shot down. You don't know? No, it was missing in action. Oh, does we that don't happen? Know what happened to does, it? Does that happen a lot, that Bert? Happens, yeah, it does happen a lot. I see. Don't they have trackers or alarms or well, something? That's the irony of it. It's a tracker that they can't track. No, you, you, you lose the signal, and that's it. And you know, the balloon is lost. Did you think about billing the government just in case they were the ones that shot it down? <laughs> Seriously. No, no. It wasn't that much money, was it? I mean, about $80. $80? Hmm. I mean, it's well, a lot less than a $400,000 missile, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. I mean, that'd been a bummer if they tried to bill you guys for the missile. <laughs> but um, So you really, you really don't know? You have no idea? I have no idea. Okay. It hasn't been seen since, but... And it happens, you know, we've, we've launched about seven or eight balloons, and uh, eventually they disappear. We don't know why. Huh. They can we just did, fall out of the sky. They can, you know. I mean, did this one. Top, it's, it's anything's possible. Did this one disappear at approximately the normal time a pl- uh, balloon disappears? I mean, if you launch it today, you're not going to have it disappear tomorrow, are you, typically? No. Really, I don't want to talk anymore about it. Thank you. How, what's okay. the furthest a balloon has gone? Kind of, can we just talk about balloons? Sounds kind of weird. Yeah. 
What's the key to blowing up a balloon for you personally? Or can you do balloon tricks? Can you fly a six-year-old in a balloon like Falcon Heaney? Were you skeptical of that when you heard it? Bert, do you do bar mitzvahs or birthday parties? Balloon tricks? Okay. Song. I feel like I feel like Bert's covering. I did this song. Well, I gotta tell you, just like Phoebe Gates, he's not helping his cause there because <laughs> now I feel like they're up to something. Yeah, really. Yeah, he sounds secretive rather. No, than... No, it seems like he's yeah. carrying the mail for somebody. <laughs> no, it wasn't jerk. our balloon that was shot down. Surely it was something much more important than our eighty-dollar balloon, which just disappears at a moment's notice, like any other balloon we put up there. Coincidentally, right around the same time, all this was happening. Who's this one guy that I'm not making any more public comment? <laughs> what? Bert, you're not that. You're not important. Hiding enough. something. Bert, you're not important enough to make an announcement that you're not making any further comment. <laughs> there's there's not that much clamoring for comment from you for you to even say that. So stop it. It's really dumb. There's so many balloon things we could have asked him about too. It's a shame. Oh well. Could ask him to comment on this. Uh, well, never mind. <laughs> it's really hard doing all this at once. Sorry. Well, um, did you hear about? Uh, <clears throat> Howard had Gene and uh, Paul on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they shit no. all over Peter. And <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. You know, Carl beat beat down on Howard for this interview. Howard was desperately trying to psychoanalyze Gene. Wow. And Gene really? wasn't having Gene was like, no, that's really not how my life went. Um, and no, I don't feel that way. And Howard was trying to project his therapy on Gene and Gene's kind of therapy proof. <laughs> it sounds like that's what he that's all he does now. He does. No, he does. He did he that does. with Springsteen. But um uh, anyway, yeah, it was an ugly interview for Peter and Ace because uh Gene among other things said it would be demeaning to the band and would be confusing to people to have Peter and Ace who have abused drugs and alcohol for 40 years now to appear with the band. It would sound like piss, not kiss. He said that? Yes. He said it sounded like piss. I got to tell you, kiss. I have heard him use that line a few times, and I'm not following every word he says. Wow. And he said, uh, we've been all over the world with the present lineup. It bears noting that I have never seen a banner that mentions any other lineup in all the time we've been together. A banner? What an asshole. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that settles it. That settles it. That's all he's the proof not, Gene needs. And you can record a song with me at Abbey Road for not ten thousand dollars, not nine or eight or seven thousand dollars, but six thousand dollars. You can record a song with me, Gene Simmons, at Abbey Road, and also get a collectible for my personal Kiss collection. You can also get your face on his bass guitar. Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Gene Simmons Immortal series. That's what do you mean that's ridiculous? ridiculous? I think that's pretty cool. Oh, hi everybody, Gene Simmons. Very excited to let you in on something I can extra tell. special. Seems the exciting. Gene Simmons Immortal Series. Immortalize yourself, your face, on my base <laughs> forever. No, it's not immortalized if it's your face, because our face doesn't mean anything. That's not immortal at all. Wow. He's got like He's, a pink shirt on, and I love the hat. It's just a plain black hat. Yeah. No logo, no with, nothing. Why not wear a kiss hat? With the hair sort of uh, off to the, you know, behind his ears and tucked behind. Um, he is like a genius of making new ways of separating people from he their He really mind. is good at I mean, it. He's making a joke out of it, I feel like. I feel like it's really become it kind works, of a joke. But no, it, it does work. I guess the kiss people, I mean, the kiss, the, if you're in the kiss army, 
you are literally being held by your ankles and shaken <laughs> because but, but they happily. are going to get every fucking cent out of you. But happily, man. They like, they like doing it. Yeah, you've got very thin ankles, I notice. It's very easy to shake you up and down. Now, are you sure you don't have any more money? Because we could record a song at Abbey Road. Or you could be immortalized on a bass guitar. <laughs> immortalized. Hey, there's another Meet Gene backstage. Oh. 310-GeneSimmonsAxe.com. Meet Gene Simmons backstage. Uh, it's got to be a kiss collectible for my personal collection oh, involved as well. Tongue on that. <laughs> look at everything you can get with <laughs> the, the uh, backstage signing meet, experience. I will meet you at a designated area at the venue prior to the show to organize details. And after the show, you and your guests will be escorted backstage to meet me, Gene Simmons, in makeup. Always in makeup. Please note, while meeting and chatting with Gene, you can ask Gene, you can ask me anything. Really? You will find that I'm very down-to-earth, funny, and knowledgeable on most any subject, even Israel. <laughs> I kind of want to send someone just to ask about the panty room. It would be kind of said fun. you can ask anything. I don't, I'm, I'm at the point now where I don't know if the panty room actually exists anymore or if it's something that I said so many times that I think it exists. But there was a time when he did acknowledge he had a collection of panties and that they were in a room that he really didn't like anyone going in. <laughs> So I think I may have designated Gross. the panty room. Nobody <laughs> goes in the panty room. That's fact. Oh, God, Gene. Well, um, on the true crime front, uh, you want to get uh, killer cases? Uh, yeah, I up? think it's queued up. Uh, you call him the uh, M&M. What did, what did you call him again? Oh, he looked like a bald M&M. Uh, I can't <laughs> believe I'm bald M&M. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, let me find the rest of my true crime pages. God, I was watching some great true crime. There's a show on ID called uh, Evil Lives Here. Oh, yeah. And, oh, oh yeah. God, there are just the most horrific I, stories. I got to tell you, ID is going to explode tonight because tonight's yep. the Jared from Subway. Three uh, parts, Jared from Subway, lots of reruns, too. If you don't see it on Monday night, if you're listening on Tuesday, they're probably repeating it uh Tuesday late night, maybe Tuesday during the day, but if not, just search this week, and I, I am certain you will find it. Have you read about any of the previews about it? I have. I've seen quite a bit. Some and of the it, audio, that because you know that one lady that really busted him, right? Yeah. Um, She's kind of weird looking. <laughs> well, I know, but she has all these audio tapes, including one where Jared from Subway is saying... Um, I want you to watch me pound a kid. Oh, yeah, it's God. It's, it's just sick. Yeah. It's really, really sick. But this guy, okay, um, I saw him on Signs of a Psychopath, which is another brilliant show on ID. Oh, my God, these people fucked Ooh, up. I can't believe I'm bald Eminem. Yes, and he's considered I can't a, believe I'm bald. a parasitic killer, and oh. he, uh, he was alleged to have killed his parents and his sibling, Cody. And Cody and him were super close. And so this was really baffling. But they showed these clips of they were on the weightlifting team together in high school. Even though he's really wimpy. I don't know how he was on the weightlifting team, but he was. They played paintball all the time, Grant and Cody. And they both lived at home after high school. And then they continued living at home for a long time. And, and then their dream in life was to go to Japan together, and somehow they did, which is kind of cool. But then, I guess, a while after that, uh, Cody was sort of continuing on. Cody was working and saving money, and Jason, their older brother, had moved out. And Jason is weird. Jason, um, who, can't, who does come into the case at one point, Jason has long hair. He's not like a bald Eminem. He's, like, he's got a lot of hair like Eminem. And he's got a big uh, man bun. 
Oh. Uh-huh. And cool. he thinks he's hot. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's a real tragic story while you're seeing him, but I could tell even in his grief that he thought he was hot. <laughs> Except once you realize that he looks like the bald Eminem, <laughs> I start seeing the features of him that look like his brother. All of a sudden, he wasn't so hot. It was really <laughs> weird because he, he does share some genes with this loser. Uh. So anyway, the mom is killed at her desk. The dad and Cody appear to have been shot in separate entryways to the house. Hmm. So they find a pistol next to Cody. And they find a gun and holster on the dad, but it's on the dad backwards. In other words, like the gun is going this way. Oh, okay. Uh, on his yep. right side, so someone put it on to make it look like it was looked like it was staged. Oh. And meanwhile, Grant, uh, the the accused, he's checked in at a nearby hotel hmm. with no weapons, and there's really no evidence on him. And the police pick up Grant at the hotel. And uh, so they start grilling Grant, and he reveals that, uh, well, I didn't kill him. I, I you know, I, I didn't do anything. I don't know what's going on here. And he reacted clueless, and he didn't ask any questions like, what do you, what, what do you want me? What, what am I here for? Which you'd think if <laughs> right. the police came and got you at a hotel, you go, why are you coming for me? But he didn't. Wow. So he says that my dad kicked me out of the house. He even threatened to kill me, and he was beating up my mom and stuff. Oh, Okay. And uh, I don't know, it seems like something might have happened. I don't know what, it's crazy. <laughs> so it turns out that Grant had a job at a hospital. He was fired for stealing meds. Mm-hmm. And he had kind of a drug problem. So then it's like, oh, well, Grant lost his job. So Grant's just going to be at home all the time playing video games uh-huh. and doing almost nothing else. Cool. Video games nonstop. And they're like, oh, my God, he is always on his computer. Does he do anything but play games? He's well, living a life. Turns out he did do more than play games. He had a cam girlfriend named oh, Sylvie no. from Bulgaria. <laughs> and Sylvie... Was Sylvie really from Bulgaria? Believe it or not, Sylvie and Grant, they start having a lot of emotional closeness. They're very close. Grant, in fact, they're so close, Grant is sending her really expensive gifts. Oh, okay. And uh, falling in love. They do develop an emotional connection. They're in love. He is madly in love with Sylvie. Right. And uh, it's Sylvie turns, a chick? Yes, yeah, Sylvie is a chick. Really? Okay. Yeah, she's way hot. You'll see her in a minute. Sylvie, um, oh boy, it turns out that Grant has spent $200,000 on, on Sylvie. <laughs> what? Yeah. And he also <laughs> took out. I masturbate a lot. Grant, it's crazy. I guess he really got desperate. He took out a mortgage on the house. What? To stay in business with Sylvie because he ran out of money to give Sylvie. Then he started stealing money from his aunt and grandma. But it's not his house, right? No, it's his dad's house. And he also gets some credit cards. He runs those up all the way. And so the parents figure out that, hey, all our credit cards are on. Our house has been remortgaged. What the fuck is going on? Oh my and God. our kid owes this cam model 100 grand. Wow. So they immediately say, all right, no more Sylvie. You're getting a fucking job. No more Sylvie for you. That's, and, that's what they say? Yes. And you're going to stop spending time online and you owe the family an apology if you want to live here. But first you're going to a rehab. You're going to a rehab. <laughs> so Grant goes to a rehab and then... When he gets back from rehab, which he bolts early, he bolts after like six days. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's the Murdoch plant. Dad has this big meeting at, it was a California kitchen, which I thought was funny, like a California kitchen for this big family meeting, but that's where it was. I think dad wanted to really lay, oh, the pizza lay down place, the law. California pizza? Yeah, California yeah. pizza. California kitchen, pizza, whatever. Yeah. Yep. 
And so, you know, it's like, no more Sylvie, no more bullshit, and um, no California more, no more Sylvie, no more nothing, no more video games. <laughs> so anyway, he causes this huge fight because he badgers the shit out of his mom while dad is at work, and mom lets him use her phone to contact Sylvie. Oh, mom. I know, Come what a on. mistake. And that's sort of where it all ends because grant says uh yeah my dad found out my mom used the phone he beat up my mom he kicked me out i don't know i mean it was crazy over there but fortunately i got out so i don't know what happened not like a regular mom i'm a cool mom <laughs> so pick up the uh, play here and we can see a uh, bald eminem being interviewed by the police he's really he doesn't know what's going on it's crazy talking to this woman but it just kind of happened uh -huh. um and like then because there was like that emotional connection i guess you could say uh, between no. her and me like i yeah because you're hot i like you know it's <laughs> like 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 a relationship you know yeah oh he was very talkative about her he loved her and um you know we tried to even explain to him that you know is this a real relationship you she lives in bulgaria you're here and but he believed it he really did the longest with this one person the more you could pay and the more sexually explicit it would get. We know get. how it works. And it was getting to a <laughs> Look point at Sylvie. where he, he was spending, oh, wow. you know, $1,000 to $2,000 wow. a day just to watch Isn't it weird her, that she know, would be in love with that guy? On, on the video. <laughs> and, and he just, yeah. he couldn't help himself. All right, Sylvia. Look how cool he thinks he Look is. Look at me. I am, I am outside going to check the mail. He's got sunglasses on his hat, is cocked on his head. you if you can please pretty please send me one of your videos i just i i love it so much when you just send them to me yeah i i don't like buying your stuff it makes me feel weird because they're emotional please connection. send me one though he feels he shouldn't have to pay money okay you're the one with the, the skinny answer was dingling? no by the way um <laughs> probably is a skinny dingling <laughs> you're the one with the skinny dingling <laughs> like two hundred thousand dollars i'd say $200,000? Yeah. <laughs> oh my money, money came from me, uh, my brother, and then my dad. He went through all of his money, then eventually he started getting the investment. money from Cody, and then he started stealing his parents' money. He ran up huge bills on his family's credit cards, forging their signatures, and even took out a fake line of credit on his parents' mortgage. Wow. In fact, his dad, Chad, remortgaged his house and just took it as a loss and he was getting close to retirement it just it all came to a crashing end there oh. so after his father his mother and his brother discovered the theft they sort of gave grant an ultimatum he either has to go to behavioral health care clinic uh, he needs to <laughs> stop speaking with sylvie grant's parents sent him to a private south florida mental health clinic for what was supposed to be a two-month program to help deal with his guess, obsession left early. And diagnosed depression one thing that they never did do was they never reported the thefts to the police. They, they did everything they could to help him. When it was discovered that Grant was also stealing money from his aunt, his grandmother, and some of his cousins, his brother Cody actually offered to pay uh, off the debts. Aww. So I know, they, they Cody really was really tight. Jeez. But when Grant, Grant abruptly left the clinic after fewer than feature. two weeks, <laughs> his father and mother brought him to this restaurant and laid out a set of rules to follow okay, if we he know wanted this. to. You want to go ahead to the 30-minute mark or the 30-whatever it was? Oh, and they made a, a list, an actual... The uh, the parents, by the way, called Sylvie and ended the relationship. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice having your parents break up for you. And Grant was livid. Oh yeah, livid. Right. 
But there was no physical evidence. That's the weird thing. He didn't have any bloody clothes. They couldn't find the gun. He I guess looks Grant, like he might be really smart at doing shitty things like killing people. He made it a little tricky. Um, and the trial was kind of more interesting than it should have been, I would say. Oh, wow. But uh, they bring in his older brother who didn't live there to try and get him to confess. He wouldn't even confess to his older brother. But I think... I think there's a little more about Sylvie here, maybe. Yeah. Sylvie is the most interesting thing in the story. Went to a supermarket parking lot and immediately oh, got onto the phone. What? Uh, immediately logged Pause into the chat room and go, started. Go back about money. ten seconds. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> he would not confess, and Jason couldn't get him to confess. So the police let him go, and this is what he does when they let him go. <laughs> His dicks in control. Listen, right I know now, right? it's so running the show. Station, a free man. But over the next 24 hours, as they looked into the story he had spun and where he had gone, nothing added up. Right after the deaths of his parents and brother, prosecutors said that he went to a supermarket parking lot and immediately got onto the phone, uh, immediately logged into this chat room and started spending money on Sylvie again. If he had been cut off by his family, where did he get the $599 he spent that night as he logged on to Sylvie's website? There, that was around three, three or four o'clock in the morning. He, again, just bizarre, just bizarre behavior. Two days later, detectives showed up at the hotel where he was being watched. You're under arrest. Three counts of first degree premeditated murder. Let's go back to my hotel room. I got a nut. So opening statements are expected to begin today in a new trial out of Florida, the People versus Grant Amato, and he faces the potential of the death penalty. I mean, so okay, here's what happens in the trial. He also looks like Stephen Miller. You know, Stephen yeah, Miller. yeah, he does. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a resemblance there. Oh my God, he's a stunt double. During the trial, Grant was just, just absolutely stoic, no expression, nothing, mm. except for when they showed the death pictures of his family which he cried like Murdaugh. Hey. He did a little fake cry. And then they said when they started showing pictures of Sylvie, he was transfixed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely transfixed. Yeah, yeah he was just... Dick's like, remember me? There was so much blood in his wiener that he was absolutely <laughs> out to lunch. Uh, the jury took eight hours to find him guilty, and then they had a uh, death penalty... Uh, he was found guilty after eight hours, and then they had decided the death penalty. His brother Jason testified, I think, that... Oh, the man bun guy? Yeah, the man bun guy said that he still loved him, which oh, you know, the defense attorney acted like, oh, this is very dangerous. I asked him a question I didn't know the answer to, but fortunately, we got what I needed. And uh defense attorney said, 98% of his life, he was a very good guy. 98% of his life? Yeah, but he murdered three people. Uh, don't judge somebody on their worst act of their life. And he acted like it was the biggest victory. Like, <laughs> I'm the most incredible defense attorney to keep this guy alive. And uh, Sylvie, by the way, they desperately, the defense and the prosecution tried to reach Sylvie, who's like, no, I don't want anything to do with any of you. Fuck you. I got my money. See ya. But surely she's visited him in jail, right? No, I guess what? not. I know. Isn't that unfortunate? Oh, I feel like she Can you believe them? that? I think she was, maybe they broke up over the, uh, the public's parking lot night. <laughs> Something happened and they broke up. That's a shame. Wow. That's really sad. But oh, the, you like prison food? And penis. The uh, Evil Lives Here show. Oh, wow. Divorced mom of three meets this guy. She's out with her girlfriends, and uh, they're just at the bar. She's not even really looking to meet anybody. She hasn't been divorced that long. But this guy keeps staring at her, and he's he's pretty hot. 
And his name is Sean Paul. He comes over, he asks her to dance, and then he wants to take her out. And the next thing you know, this guy's just showering her with flowers and gifts. And and then um, he wants to buy mom, and she has three daughters. He wants to buy them all health club memberships. And mom says, no, that's weird. Weird. Uh, Does he work no. for the health club? Sean, what's no. his name? He's a chef. Hmm. He's like, no, it's too much. No, absolutely not. No. So the next day she comes home. And the girls aren't there. And she's like, well, where oh, the no. fuck are the girls? So like an hour later, he comes walking in. Yeah, I took the girls out for ice cream. And uh, you know the girls are all happy oh and they got God. ice cream. And she's like, no, no, no. You do not pick up my kids. You do not do that. Fuck yeah, you. Get Bye. Out get out of here. Creepy. So slowly, slowly but surely, he worms his way back into her heart. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, I'm a good guy. I just I don't like away. Them. Be a father. <laughs> I just loved you too much, and I love the girls too much. And so they end up getting married. And like a week after they get married, she gets a couple phone calls. People say, yeah, I just saw this guy on America's Most Wanted, and he looks a lot like Sean Paul. Oh, no. Her husband. Oh, boy. She's like, oh, fuck. Sean Paul. So shortly after this. So he has she, two first names. She decides, um, she sees it, by the way, and she says, no, that guy is really thin and doesn't have wavy hair. It's not the same guy. Oh, yeah. Not the same guy. That's right. So then she comes home another day and the girls aren't there. And Sean Paul announces it. Yeah, I had a, a, a couple friends of mine take him to an amusement park for the day. Uh, She's like, Jesus. what? You did what? Oh and he's God. like, yeah, it's what's the big deal? I says, yeah, they'll be back. If you behave yourself, they'll be back. And she's really freaked out. And so anyway, she's dealing with all this stuff at once. And then she realizes, I got to. I got to check his wall. I have to go through his wall. I got to see what's going on. I don't know who this guy is. I really, is he, the, was that him on that show? She's still, it's in the back of her mind. So she goes in his wall while he's asleep. And she describes that like the period she's in the bathroom looking at his wall. She's like, she was so nervous. And she finds two social security cards, uh, okay. two in different names. Whoa. So she is going to go to the police, but she decides I'm going to ask him. Oh, so she says, move. She says, you know what? Your workplace called, and uh, and so I looked in your wallet for your Social Security card, and I found two, which is like, oh, that sounds like bullshit. But anyway, he says, well, okay, if you're going to be such a bitch about it, I'm in the witness protection program, all right? <laughs> oh, that's a good move. It's not a bad move. <laughs> I know. It was kind of a good move. Quick thinking. She said, she was even like, oh, I guess that would explain it. But she's still not satisfied. She's like, I don't know about that. Does that make any sense? Who do you ask, though? I mean, you really can't ask anybody about that She one. called the FBI. Oh. She did. How many times do we hear scammers or murderers say, I'm working undercover? Right. I know. Or they're in the mafia, or they're in the CIA, bullshit. or That's whatever bullshit. Flag, so man. she calls the FBI, and the FBI eventually, she tells the story, and they get back to her, and they say, okay, we cannot tell you who's in witness protection, but I'm just going to tell you something I shouldn't tell you, but I will tell you. I've never heard that name before. She said, well, should you have heard that name? And he says, yeah, I'm with the witness protection program. I think I would have heard his name, but I can't say anything specifically. And so she's like, oh boy, what am I going to do? So the next day she fixes him breakfast and he's drinking orange juice. And when he leaves, she takes the orange juice glass, puts it in a plastic container, wow. and takes it to the police, who yeah. fingerprint him. And they, within a pretty short period of time, they determine that he's a suspect in two murders. Oh, wow. 
Annette Huddle and Karen Grace Winslet, who both of them are pretty fucking yeah, hot. Yeah, at their pictures. Yeah. yeah, one's 19, one's 25. I've seen a lot of hot murder victims lately. <laughs> Nobody is hot as the girl I, just, I described last week. She was the hottest murder victim I've ever seen. I'm starting to think this might be your kink. No, no, I, I'm just noticing <laughs> it. I can't help but I watch a lot of true crime. A lot exactly. of beautiful women get murdered. People get upset over beautiful women. Or either that or beautiful women upset people. I don't know which one it is, Trudy. I, the, the latter. How, how am I an authority on any of this? <laughs> it's your kink. You're a woman. Are you upsetting murderers or are they mad at, are they getting mad at you? Um, not, Neither yet that I know of. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know what these girls did, but, um, you know, actually, this guy was a total psychopath. He was a control freak, which is what God. so many of these cases are just about control. These fucking controlling nutcases. Yeah. It's insane. But, yeah, they were both brutal, too. And I don't know. I don't know how someone disguises himself so well, but he used these IDs, these social security numbers of dead people. I don't even know where you get those, well, but apparently there must be a lot of them floating around. I mean, this is a long time ago, right? Yeah, it was in the late 80s, yeah. I think. So you go easier. to the graveyard, find a name, and uh, and ask for their... But how do you get their social security social, number? I lost my social security card. But they go, no, you're dead. <laughs> that person's been buried years ago. What are you talking about? not that great at keeping track of those things. I know that there are Better so now. many... People are so brilliant at doing this kind of bullshit, but... Anyway, so yeah, he was arrested and he was found guilty and he got life in prison and this woman moved on, but whew, boy, it's a good thing she saved that orange juice glass and yeah. that in. And then on the subject of control and true crime, um, you watched that story, Mark, the Dateline story about the girl in Belgium. Uh, Remember the girl she was, she lived in Jacksonville and she met that Navy lieutenant and he got transferred to Belgium and he said that uh, he just calls her father one day and says, oh, my God, your daughter. They got married in Belgium, too. On a moment's notice, they got married. And the, the father was like, well, what do you mean you got married? You didn't invite me to your wedding? You didn't tell your mom and I that you were getting married? Oh, well, he just surprised me. It's crazy. And he was such a control freak. He wanted to control the wedding. Oh, God. So he what says, guy wants to plan a wedding? Well, he didn't want to be in a wedding. He oh. just wanted to do it his way oh, okay. with him and two of her friends or something. So he calls um, her father and says, yeah, your daughter just jumped out the window. She's fucking dead. Bye. And hangs up the phone. <laughs> Later. So the father and mother fly to Belgium. Okay, bye. I know. What a thing. He <laughs> hangs up the phone. Click. So they fly to Belgium and they're like, oh my God, this is terrible. I can't believe it. Why would she do that? That seems so unlike her. And she's got a little baby too. So they really don't believe it. So the father. Wait, don't hang up. The father looks out the window and is like. Wait, how could you jump out this window? These The windows in Belgium are kind of weird, the way they're shaped. It's like, does that even make sense? And then he looks down and he notices that the window, the there's shingles that go a little bit out, just at a little bit of an angle, uh -huh. and you can see these scratches down the shingles, like uh, all the way down. She was like... holding <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it was terrible. And it turned out he had knocked her out with something, and she was completely out of it. And he threw her out the fucking window, and she woke up as he was throwing her out the window. <gasps> Holy oh. shit. What a terrible way to wake up. Jesus. But he, now this guy, speaking of hot women, he had a hot sister who was so stupid she was driving me crazy. I'm sure a lot of people saw this date line. Did you see his <laughs> hot not, sister who was like, not see this no, he didn't do it. She was really depressed. And I think she jumped out the window. Whatever, lady. What do you care? Get out of here. <laughs> Murderer. Jesus. 
Oh my God. But that took a long time to nail him. It took like six years or something to get this guy. And it was fairly recently. I want to say it was like last year. He was with the Navy? He was a, was a Navy, Army Lieutenant maybe. Anyway, he was stationed in Belgium. High he had, up. He had, a, he had such a rank that uh, he beat the shit out of her once and she dropped the charges because he would lose his job. Come so on. I know. That Women, so you then have to fight better than that. He was such a controlling asshole that he hated all her friends. He didn't like her talking to any of her friends, so she never talked to her friends. Everyone basically lost touch with her eventually. Everyone in her life lost touch with her. She even had a couple of gay guy friends. He's like, I don't like you talking to guys. So she was so <laughs> under this guy's <laughs> thumb and losing her mind and getting depressed that she ends up having an affair with someone from wow. work. What? Yeah. And See, then once he, again, he pulled a Phoebe uh, Gates and he went the wrong way with it. He pushed her into that, into that relationship. And he busts her because he's in her phone all the time and oh, in her computer all the time. So he busts her. Oh, and asshole. then she feels so guilty that she's stuck with this guy who treats her like absolute shit and calls her a whore all the time. I don't get that. And, you know... It's all her fault, of course, and she feels guilty, so she stays with him, and then that falls apart, and then they decide they're going to split up, and the, her bar for men is so low at this point, because she's with this asshole, that she's like madly in love with the janitor at the place she works. Aww. It's like, oh my God, he's nice to me. I don't care what he does. Oh, that's sad. Yep. <laughs> and how then they the know fucker that, throws her out the window. How, how'd they solve it? How did they know that he drugged her? I mean, did they check the body? They, Scratch they had, marks on the side of the building. Yeah, they, but still, I mean... They, well, the father had said, you know, did you look at the shingles outside? And so when they did, they were like, okay, hold the... You know, hold off on yeah. the uh, the corner and be sure cremator. to get fluids and, you know, wow. all that stuff in her stomach and whatnot. And wow. so, yeah, they, they pretty much nailed it down. Whew. Well, if they didn't have that phone call where you just hung up on him, maybe the parents wouldn't have been so quick to go over there. Oh, God, he was such an asshole. Wow. And that, that whole thing was, they went on a trip somewhere, and he's like, look, I brought your wedding dress. We're getting married. That's weird. Yeah, yeah no, he didn't want her family arranging what He was just control, control, control. And I'm telling you, control people are a disaster. They are. If they're not running a cult, they're controlling your life. I don't get that. Oh, there was a good Keith Raniere story today. He's bitching about the... Um uh, the prison, because you know that's that's what Keith Raniere does. Oh yeah, well we want only want to give him the best prison, of course. <laughs> well, he deserves I mean, if it. Keith Raniere isn't comfortable in prison. I'm not comfortable. He deserves it. He's got the highest. Um, what is it? The highest uh, IQ of anybody. Yeah, third highest in world history. Einstein, and then somebody in him. <laughs> somebody Eddie knows. Albert said it in a commercial that's that he was paid to make. That's all the evidence I need. Okay. Let's see what happens. Why is That's really there? funny that Eddie Albert from Green Acres is in a commercial saying, this is Keith Rainier. He has an IQ of 241 points. Do you know how high that is? It's the well, third highest in the history of the world. You no, know, he loves uh, just bullshitting, right? He just says a lot of words and kind of exhausts people. And so he's been writing just letter after letter after letter to the prison system and the prison has a special investigative supervisor who looks into these complaints. And so he's been writing this guy and he said um, he was in solitary confinement until November and was placed in a cell with an inmate. He called a quote known hermaphrodite. Uh, one demonstration about how the Bureau of Prison creates and sets up retaliatory, punitive, and or dangerous situations. Examine my current cellmate placement. She is very violent and mentally unstable, he, he added. 
Um, I'm a convicted as a sex offender. I'm also said to be a sex cult leader and a th- said to be you're convicted as a sex cult leader yeah. and a threat to women. And she has threatened to kill any sex offender cellmate with whom she is selled. Uh, you should talk her into being branded with his initials. So the whole point Why does of this, he get her in her cult. He gets everyone else in his cult. <laughs> the whole point of this is that after all these, um, you know, complaints and stuff, they moved him to a new cell that was covered in feces. Ah! That was his reward for doing all the feces. He's fine there for like 45 minutes. <laughs> they manhandled him very roughly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to remind people, as if you haven't been reminded enough, uh, to subscribe to the Drew and Mike YouTube page <laughs> and uh, enjoy all our videos. I mean, I know there's that one guy who will only watch one or two a day, so I think he's declared the whole thing a failure because he only wants to watch one or two a day. But some people <laughs> like watching lots of videos. If everyone watched one or two a day, we'd be, oh my God, we'd be doing yeah. fantastic. If everyone watched a couple a day, that would be great. Come on, I, man. I, I know you're trying to rap, but uh, and I just want to make you angry one more time before you go regarding DTE. Subscribe to, UT, D, to our YouTube page. Um, Hank Winchester, and Hank texted me this today, so I wanted to wanted to play it for you. He interviewed Dana Nessel about DTE because, as you tweeted, all the uh, donations or what, what are they called? You have, they were going to automatically refund people. Oh, yeah. 93% of Michigan politicians have received money from DTE. Yeah. And so Hank uh, interviews her and, and wants to know, you know, about the $35. And then I thought hit her with a really good question here. On DTE to make some pretty sweeping changes. Take a live look over my shoulder. You can see crews right here in this <laughs> yeah. neighborhood in Southfield working to restore power to those who are still without tonight. I can't believe how she answers this. How much money are you giving to politicians? What uh, exactly are your contributions or your donations? With all due fairness, though, Attorney General, you are one of the politicians who has accepted money Wait, from DTE in that? the past. That's true. I absolutely have. And people should be able to hold me accountable. <laughs> Attorney General Dana <laughs> Nessel, can you believe she answered it that way? More than 200, Fuck you. She, You're the Attorney General. He's a reporter for Channel 4. She wants to hold these people accountable that got money from DT, and she's one of them. Yeah. Energy giant make big changes while also accepting those political donations. I think it's fair to say that I've been one of the most aggressive uh, attorneys general in Bullshit. Michigan history when it comes to holding the utilities accountable. It really what? puts you into a position where you say, well, if I don't take this money, they're definitely going to be giving this money to my opponent. For years, Nestle has been <laughs> so, no. <laughs> She's a hero because she accepted the donations and not her opponent. Um, so what is she doing yeah. different than what her opponent and would do with that money? Guess what? It's not working because they suck. Well, so she just whatever's just... happening... Their money isn't helping anything. Can she disperse you. it back to us then? I cannot believe she answered it that way. You outgained Matthew DiPerno by, you know, just tons of dollars. It would not have made a difference. Don't act like you're some kind of fucking hero because it's an either this or the You know what? They give money to every politician. They've been soft on DTE. Forever. Everyone has been. The, uh, the governor is out there giving coffee to line workers what that's not doesn't help anyone and it keeps them from their jobs this is such a home run it's to, so fake to be up there and kind of you know hold them accountable anybody did, just to stand up there did hank um mention whether they were going to automatically refund people or if it's just for this one time because that was the question he asked that yahoo last time that talking head mm. that dte talking head who said 
He said, uh, oh, so you're going you're gonna to refund people automatically? He said, yes, for this one time. And then Hank said, well, what about down the road? He's like, well, that would require all kinds of uh, works with uh, uh, committees and reform. And I'm sure, I'm that sure. would be almost impossible to do, of course. I'm sure he asked her, and I'm sure she gave another ridiculous answer. I mean, she acts like she's going to hold them accountable, but we all know she's not going to. What has she done so far? They've been fucking up for decades. She she's been a- going on forever. What's she done about anything in the state? What is she? You got me. She, she, she would have to tell me because I don't she know. She fucked up the Flint investigation. That's about it. <sighs> well, I, they're the last people I would count on to do anything, unfortunately. And they're the people that should do something. But, oh, boy. Anyway, uh, subscribe to the Drew and Mike YouTube and review us five stars on Spotify and iTunes and all those other great platforms. And don't forget that mortgage rates at Hall Financial are pretty outstanding if you're considering taking out money from your house as a way to eliminate credit card debt. Those rates are 25% or more. With a free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial, you can find out how much money you've gained in home equity in the home you own. You can close in two weeks or less, meaning you get your money fast, very fast. So whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refi your current home to get some cash and pay off some high interest debt, please use Hall Financial before you give anyone else a chance. Give them the first shot. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at Call Hall First. And tomorrow, Sarah Silverman, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Carl, definitely, from Hoodies Podcasts. And maybe even Brandon will be back and be able to push buttons so we can hear the full drop. (laughs) I guess that's about it. So we'll see ya. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. See ya. Bye.